Welcome to the Straight Club. I am Aaron. And this is Mark. And we've got another episode coming to you from Weston Cigars inside the Members Lounge. How is everybody do- doing tonight? We have a special guest with us. We do. I'm, in, I'm super fired up for this one. These are uh, fellow podcasters and people yeah. who I, uh, I I enjoy listening to their podcasts an awful lot because they, uh, they're funny as hell. <laughs> yeah, we have another quarter of the... Collective Smoke. We, we have do. Alan Melissa from The Good Cigar. How are you guys doing this evening? We're here. Hey, hello. How is everyone there? Thank you so much for having us on the show. Yeah, yeah. We're so glad to have you on and everything. You know, it's been something we've been looking forward to, especially with uh, the the way the news dropped, I guess, about, what are we on, like five, six weeks ago, maybe, or so, whenever yeah, the Collective yeah. came out, got... You know, everybody excited. We got Martinez involved. We got yeah. my monthly involved. We've been giving away yep. stuff. You're, you know, yeah. Your giveaway was awesome, dude. Yeah. I, um, I was super impressed with your. Uh, you just announced your winner, right? On yeah, last, we did. You, you can go ahead year. and say it that you were impressed with my package. I was super <laughs> impressed with your package. I, I will say, I, I saw it was a nice package. <laughs> I, I saw that you were all giving away like some of your personal collection, and we're going to do that as well. So um, everybody steals from everybody, so we're stealing that idea. Just so let you know, yeah, that was a great idea. <laughs> yeah, uh, you want to no. make sure your package is bigger bigger than ours. I get yes. it. Yes. Well, you I know. did want to say that it takes. Two of y'all to equal one of my packages. Well, that's actually actually accurate, apparently. (laughs) I was, uh, but yeah, it was impressive, and it is, that's true. I don't know what to say about that. I'm not If I had a nickel for every time I heard that. You don't have to. Yeah. You don't have to specialize. Just just go with it. Yeah. So where is is home base for for y'all? First of all, you, you are a... You're a podcasting true, like me and Mark. We're a post- podcasting couple. You are a podcasting couple, and then a other couple as well. Wow, I feel like you just divorced me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've been married for a long time, and she really got me kind of really going on cigars, and so we uh, really enjoy the come, you know, just being with each other, spending that time with a cigar and and a fine liquor, whatever it is that we're making at that time. And, and that's kind of how it's like, we've been married for 17 years. Uh, we've been smoking together for 17 years. Um, I, he got into cigars because I quit smoking cigarettes by smoking cigars. And it's just sort of a a value. What's the word? Evolved. Evolved from there. That's a, that's a, that's a good transition. Yeah, I know a lot of people who, a lot of friends who I have who smoke cigarettes really yeah. struggle to smoke cigars because it's not, because you, you pulling cigar smoke into your lungs is tough. Hurts. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's, it's harsh, yeah. to say the least. Yeah. Well, speaking of cigars, so what we are you had smoking a, tonight? Oh, go ahead, Ben. Nova. She is smoking the Nova Mirage. Okay. Oh, nice. I've, yeah. no, I've never had Hard, hard to beat it. Oh, it, it's a great cigar. It's got a Sumatra wrapper, which is, I, I love the Sumatra uh, wrappers on that. It's just a great, very good blend. And the Dominican filler and the binder is a Polito, which gives a little bit of extra flavor in there. Yeah. And it's a 6 by 60 So it's a good size cigar, but she's used to that. 
Everything Nova produces, I'm happy with. I've had a Nova, but I've not had that Nova. I've, n- I've never had. I've never had a Nova before. Because they have the bright really? floor, floor um, sort of, I don't know. Now. Yeah, like a turquoise band. Turquoise band. Yeah. No, I've had those. Where did I get those from? I must. I thought I got them from, I don't know. Somewhere. Okay. You're not I've sharing had, my love. Nope. I'm, I'm clearly not sharing yeah. my love with yeah. you. No. Yep. And then over here on this yeah. side, we are smoking the, uh, it, okay, it's either Partagas or Partagas. It's, it's 50-50, however you call it. But we're having the black label on this one. And oh. The Gordo. Yeah, good cigar. Yeah. Very good cigar. That that one. I, this is a, a. I've not seen this one before. I've had the black labels a ton. Yeah, I, so I, I, this, I usually smoke the one that comes in the tube. I've, right, the tube. I've done this, but one. this one is it's got a cool label, like with um, like uh, shields on it. Yeah, it's got some crest, um, with crests like, on it. Yep. With some arrows going out of it, um, which I'm an art critic apparently. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it's red and black, which means it's not blue, and um. Uh, so it's, it's, it's a really cool label. It's huge. Yeah. This one is the colossal, I believe, and which yeah. is pre- in, in layman's terms, it's, it's their Gordo size. Yeah. Yeah. It's colossal. So it's their Gordo, but we'll, right. we'll dive into uh, the Gordo. Yeah. Well, I know they yeah. couldn't, you know, you know, you know how people like naming shit in right. different names. Like this is like a tranquility or whatever. I don't know what the fuck. Tranquility. Yeah. You know, I just making up words. <laughs> I sense that, but. But yeah, we'll dive into uh, this cigar and we'll get some tasting notes on your cigar that you're smoking over there on that side as well. But, uh, you know, how long have you been in the uh, the podcasting game? Uh, since December of 2019. So, so nine months. Really, we're novices. Um, but we um, have enjoyed cigars since we got married. Um, yeah, when my, we my first got involved. together... Uh, oh my God! I I didn't want to talk about how long ago that was. When we first got got together, I was a cigarette smoker, and I didn't want to continue smoking cigars around his son, uh, who was eight years old. And so I started smoking cigars to wean myself off of cigarettes, and that did the trick. It really did the trick. So do you remember what your first cigar was? Were, were they, were they, do you remember what type it was or? Um... So my brother-in-law was a very experienced cigar smoker. Okay. I would have to say it was something like along the lines of a. Um... I'll tell you what it is. I know, I know what it is. Yeah? You know, when I first started out, I was smoking probably one or two cigars a year. And it was always like a backwoods or something to that effect, which I'm kind of ashamed to say now, but yeah, you know, you just start out with something, right? And it would take that backwards over there and he'd look at me that that look of like, what are you smoking? What are you doing? What the here's here's a good doing? cigar. And he would bring me up and originally back in the, the late nineties was the the Bohema. Yes. And it was the gold. Oh my God. That was a great cigar yeah. that they had in that company. I'm I'm sorry that it they continue it now, but it's not the same company yeah, in the yeah. blend. And I still smoke some of those Bohias every now and then. Yeah. But uh, the, because they're, I haven't found exactly the, the exact blend that they used then, but they're still, you know, a cheap, good, great cigar. Yeah. But he had these Bahia Gold, which were premium cigars, Nicaraguan cigars. And once you got, I got hold of those, I was like, oh my God, now I know what a really, you know, a good cigar is. 
especially coming from like you know, a backwoods type of thing. He, yeah, yeah, he used to laugh at us like, okay, you want to smoke cigars. Now we're talking to a good cigar. This is what we're talking about. Yeah. And he, he, he definitely introduced us to a better good quality cigar. good cigars of like, what does a good cigar should taste like and be? And that was, those were great because they were the original, the Nicaraguan blends they had from the factory. Yeah, and uh, that kind of blossomed in, yeah. You know, I had the, the box was that orange, bright orange. Yeah, yeah. I do remember that. Oh, I will, my I will tell gosh. you, I will tell you with a little Jeremiah, he's not with us anymore. It's yeah. amazing how somebody who's not with you anymore can carry on the tradition of a really good cigar for a lifetime. Just like you change somebody's life with your um, cigar profile. Yeah. Yeah, the camaraderie had. Yeah. Yeah, those so memories she's never go away. Yeah, yeah, they never go away. And that really turned us on to, like, really, since we started smoking cigars more often going through it, now that we, I mean, we smoke so many good, there's so many good brands out there that produce such good cigars. And she's smoking that, that Nova Mirage. And uh, for this evening here, I'm smoking the Seraphim Cigar, which is a small company. We just had it on the show here. It's going to be put out uh, this Sunday. And Seraphim is very small. They're from Cuba. And his father just passed away, but he's carrying on the tradition of rolling these cigars. And they're out of uh, Tarpon, Florida. And it's just one little small cigar shop that he hand rolls these cigars. Cool. And I got in contact with him. We have an interview with him. And uh, just amazingly good cigars. These unknown brands that nobody, you know, that's one of the good things about us podcasters is that we get out this information. You just want to share the information with other people about the greatness of cigars. And he doesn't have a way of getting out any other way. So we we contacted him and said, hey, man, I heard good things from uh, Bruce from Cigar Journal. Said, hey, you need to contact him. He's great. And I'm going to turn you on to him as well. Uh, Just a great hand-rolled cigar that they still do the Cuban way. Good cigars. Very, very good cigars. That's what I'm smoking tonight is the uh, Serapin cigar. Yeah. Serapin. And so, and what's the gentleman's name? It's uh, His name is Arnold Serapin. Nice. Yeah, we just did a show about you know, how we're in the golden age, age of cigars and all these boutique companies because Mark and I are huge boutique people and it's you know, that's cool. I mean, that's another brand that I've never had of or never heard of. Uh, that you have. So, I mean, it is, it, we're in, there's so many good cigars out there that aren't your, you know, the big 10 or big eight names out there. Yeah. Well, and I mean, you're both smoking. Nova's not, um, it's not one of the big names. No, it's still a boutique. No, it's, yeah. it's still a boutique for brand. For sure is, is, is when you're talking about one shop there, there, you, there you go. That's the definition, right? Yeah. So, um, we are, on yeah. the other hand, smoking. Uh, yeah, we've been something that's been around since like 1874. <laughs> right. It's but 45, 1845. It's been around a hot minute. Yes, it has. But, uh, that, yeah, oh, yeah. But if you, I always I jokingly say, if you can't find a boutique cigar that's worth smoking right now, you're not, you're not looking. Shame, oh, yeah. shame, shame, shame. No. Because there's tons and, of great and boutique I think, cigars. I think the boutique cigars have really even made the, the, the big name brands like Macanudo still puts out some really great cigars. Mm-hmm, 100%. We spoke some, some really great Macanudos. I'm like, that's been around forever. And that uh, Macanudo orange 
just a great cigar yeah, yeah. and enjoying them. They, they're still producing out, but they're having to compete, right? They're, yeah. Everyone's, because of this market, they're having to compete with everybody, even these boutiques who are getting out and getting their name out, yeah. of keeping good quality cigars. Well, we really are, like you said, in the golden age of cigar smoking, uh, of they're having to, like, this is our best product. We're putting this out. Yep. And and we get the, we get the benefit of that of jo- yeah. enjoying these great cigars. Well, and like you said, you know, it's it's making them continue on to keep doing good because there are so many good boutiques that are coming up like on the heels of the big boys. Um, you know, they have to c- continue on producing a good product. If not, I mean, they could easily be overpassed because we're kind of in that age of, you know, the small mom and pop shop, the the boutique. You know, you have your tiny little record store as opposed to like an REI or something. I mean, people are go, are looking for those smaller things and, you know, did it, you just switch genres? You went backpacking to record stores. Yeah. I mean, it's the same thing. <laughs> no, and I love that because I love, I love, I love records. Like, it all coalesces. Why don't you go to Kmart then too? <laughs> I don't, I don't know. You're just whipping genres on me. There. Just whipping it out. <laughs> okay. Oh, I'm, I'm with you, Aaron. I, I, I think so. Exactly the same, but, but the, you're forcing them to innovate. And yeah. I think the orange label from Macanudo and a lot of the big brands, I think Al's point is 100% on. Yeah. You're forcing those big label people to innovate because if they stay where they're at, they're going to die. They, well, they just become forgettable. Like, I'm, like even Completely the, the, forgettable. The, the Macanudo orange, when it came out, I, when we first got it at the lounge here, I'm like, okay, yeah, cool. It's another Macanudo. But then I smoked it. I'm like, damn, this is like, yeah, it's good. all right, this is really, really good. And it just, and it puts it back on that market to like, yeah. You know, even me, who's a boutique snob, snob, I mean, it's like, all right, I can, you know, I yeah. can enjoy the big boy You're names. The Thurston Howe the third of yes. boutique cigars. I am. <laughs> because, I mean, at the same time, like those, the big names, you know, the, the big ones, Ashton's, the, yeah, my no, father's, sure. whoever, they're, they're fine. They know what they have. They have their niche yeah. in the market. Yeah. You know, like I've yeah. always said, you know, I'm. I'm a small business guy. I want to support those people and they're doing a damn good job. And when they kind of, kind of, kind of tweak and like, you know, get the attention of the big, big name people. I mean, yeah, Yeah. they're doing a good job. It's Jason is there. Yeah. They're putting their name out there. Uh, in the music context. See, I stayed in a genre. It's Jason yeah. Isbell yeah. tweaking. Taylor <laughs> Swift. See, I stayed, see, that's how you do that. You stay in a genre, stay right there. Nah. I'm all over the place. I know. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I, I'm so, this is so awesome that you're like an old married couple, just like us. And we're like, you know, back and forth in our pocket. Like, wait a minute. No way. You can't go. Wait, you're going there. Okay. And, and yeah. y'all do that. Yeah, so. no, I, that's the part. I. That's the part in particular that I enjoy about your podcast is the back and forth between you two. Um, because, uh, you, well, first of all, you're very comfortable with each other and the back and forth is very comfortable and, and, and humorous cause you both have a great sense of humor, but that back and forth is, uh, is I think your secret sauce, right? It is what makes that good. Uh, what makes it good is that, that you have that easy flow between the two of you. I've met married couples who are very comfortable with each other, but don't have that good sense of humor back yeah. and forth. Um, and, and your banter is, is, is spot on. Well, so. just like every, I mean, every other show, you have to have that chemistry first yeah. and foremost. That's because yeah. if, if, if you don't have the chemistry yeah. and you're faking it, people are going to know. Cause I, I can tell, they know right away. I know yours is not a video podcast, but I can tell when somebody's rolling her eyes. <laughs> I, can, I can tell. Yeah, I know. I can tell. I don't need to see it. Cause I can yeah. tell when you just gone. Yeah. We're, we're going there yeah. again. Yeah. Yeah. 
And it's yeah, and Melissa it's kind of, rolls her eyes at me a lot. Yeah. Nope, I, I, I get that at home as well. Um, so <laughs> I know it. And, and, it I, and I love listening to y'all show because y'all have the same kind of banter back and forth, that connection going through of just those little disagreements and banter back and forth. That that makes it so interesting to go because it's different. It's different viewpoints coming through to the same thing. Oh, I yeah. mean, if 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 one of us aren't called up or called out on our bullshit, I mean, it's not a it's not a complete episode. That's <laughs> true. So, well, I do yeah. want to note, Aaron, that I'm super proud of you for actually introducing yourself this episode. <laughs> he hasn't done it for about three shows in a row. Um, so calling you out on yeah, that. I'll wait till next week. I'm going to introduce myself as Mark. <laughs> That's just right. Just to fuck with you even more. The, the last, two, last two shows, he just went right into the show. And yeah, yeah. Got about show. halfway through and I said, are you going to introduce yourself or are you just Prince now? <laughs> People fucking know who you are. Hey. Yeah, it's just a, he's just a symbol. Aaron is just a symbol. Hey, symbol I, formerly I, known as Aaron. I, I ride that line between cocky and confident really well. <laughs> right, I'm right. cocky enough where I think they just know who I am by right. now. You I'm know. just, you know, I just, <laughs> I just point out that Garth Brooks, when he's on stage and people paid like two hundred dollars to see him, still announces that he's Garth Brooks. Yeah. I'm just saying he does. <laughs> Aaron, Aaron is so much bigger than that. So He's it's so just, much you know, it, Garth it, Brooks, right? you just know, like, uh, this is the Aaron show. Aaron, yeah, we're good. Aaron yeah, show. yeah, yeah. So, uh, we always ask this question just cause it's a question that I like to know gets a little insight. Um, it could be, uh, the cigar, it can be the moment, it could be the people you smoked it with, but what's your most memorable cigar that you two have smoked? It could be together. It could be separate. It could be. It could be whatever. What's the most memorable cigar you guys have smoked? Our, for me, it's probably been smoking a uh, Nova cigar out here in the pool with my wife. Um, it, it's one of their platinum editions. It's just a great cigar all the way around. And being out here in the pool with my wife, going, I, I, if I could capture this moment for the for the rest of my life. I would be so happy is, I mean, there's just nothing, the rest of the world can stop and we're, we're here enjoying that. We have a fine cocktail. I've probably concocted up like, like the one we're drinking tonight and we're just in the pool, uh, enjoying life. The, the mere presence of life going on of the birds chirping around the dogs barking and, you know, hummingbirds flying around. And uh, enjoying that time. That's probably the most memorable for me. Yeah. And I don't know about yeah. you, Melissa. but No, uh, definitely a, a Leo X in the in this backyard definitely captures perfect moment. Yeah. You guys have, cause we, and I've seen it now several times, because we've been on calls together for both public and private, right? So you yeah. guys have like an awesome backyard. You have a pool back there. You have a, a like a great smoking area. I assume you have like a grill kitchen area back there you, where you can uh, uh, cook up fleshy red meat. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know, just you know, transitioning to future conversations about dead podcasts. <laughs> um, See, I, I always joke that like since you aren't a video podcast and you're audio like us, like you are like doing your show while you're in the pool at like waist deep water, just like arms around <laughs> on the side of the pool, just like. Yeah, that's how it goes. See, we it, are in a, we're in a we're in a cave, so a we cave. can't we can't do that. Yeah, yeah, we're we're out here, and everything back here I built, and the reason I built all this oh. stuff for it, she, it's not like she um, gave me a you know an easy task. 
we had our honeymoon at the in in Vegas at the Mirage Hotel. Oh, nice! And so, if you've ever been there, I mean, they've got a volcano in their back, right? It's just tropical background. And she goes, "I want this for our backyard. This is what <laughs> I want." Son of a bitch. Okay, raise the bar a little bit, okay, baby. <laughs> nice. And yeah. so everything back here, I've planted and put in to make her this mirage, uh, in, you know, in North Texas, where you feel like you're in the Caribbean. We've been to Mexico, and we've been in places resorts that were not as nice as my backyard yep. of going. So it's so that's, where, where's the crap? It's really all for her. <laughs> that's com- That's coming, brother. That is coming. <laughs> Well, I don't, uh, and I, I, I don't know that I've, uh, Aaron knows this, but I don't know that I've shared this with you. I was married across the street from that casino. I was married at the uh, Riviera. Paula and I got married. Oh, nice. Riviera, yeah, that's another good one. And we've been to Vegas probably eh, a bunch of times. I mean, a couple dozen probably? No, no probably 75, 100 times. Jesus. Yeah. So um, I have stood in front of that. So and technically I, a couple I've dozen, been, I'm just saying. Yeah, technically several dozen. <laughs> a debate, dozens. A dozen, dozen. And I've stood in front of those fountains, and I've been in West Texas, um, and the heat is the common factor because those fountains get damn hot um, when they get set on fire. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's, yeah, it's, cool, it's incredible. So how, how's it been at so Texas I, like today? Because today, like up here, in, we're just a little north of you. We're in Arkansas. Little. It was actually really nice yesterday and kind of today. It, 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 only, got, it only got up to 89. So that's like a, a cold wave came in yesterday. So what is yeah, that it, nice? It, yeah, about, about the same. Today was about 92 here. Ugh. But I've put up like a sun sail shades over yeah. halfway over the pool. So and with all the tropical plants, you make a microclimate. Yeah. for us to enjoy out here. And so we have a misting system as well that we can put on and do. Wow. And uh, that's great. You are, Al is like, like, like this whole amazing, like builder guy. Yeah. Oh, like, maybe you, maybe you have talked me into checking out the place. If the right. dogs are oh, yeah. not around. Y'all ever come down here, we got a place for you to stay and you'll enjoy some of the uh, Texas hospitality. Well, uh, you had me at tequila. I'm not going to lie. Um, I know yeah, we do. A, we do enjoy tequila here. Uh, Aaron's a clear uh, liquor guy, but I'm I'm a, I have a special spot for good tequila. Do you, you Aaron? Are you a tequila guy? Uh, I mean, if it's mixed, I don't like. I know some people like sipping oh, tequila. Oh. I've never really been a sipping tequila guy. Like if if you just make it in just like a simple drink. I know like uh, what was what, I think who I think it was Nish Patel. When he was up at the lounge, he was looking for, uh, he was making his infamous, infamous drink. It was just like a, a, like a bunch of tequila and like two oranges. And that was it. And I was like, yeah, that's good. But I've never been just a. See, I'm an, I'm a high end tequila with nothing. Really? Oh yeah. Yeah. We do a lot of tequila Sheila here, which is, uh, one of our sponsors, but also I add, I've got probably 35 different tequilas from. Jose Cuervo, La Familia, to the Don Julio 1942, nice. uh, stashed away. And Tequila Sheila has blown that away with what we enjoy pretty weekly here on, on the show. It's just, it's, we're going to enjoy that a lot here that we do. And it's greatness. And even Melissa won't drink too many of the tequilas, mm-hmm. but she likes the Tequila Sheila, don't you? Now, is that a, is that a local, like a local distillery? 
or who, who, who they are yeah they're here local okay and uh they also are in florida nice so so what do each of you like alcohol wise I mean, what's your, what, what's your hard liquor of choice? I know, I know you do mixed concoctions. I was like, yeah, the, the tiki drink thing in, you know, um, Paula would have loved that. I'm more of a straight neat guy. Sorry for a fat sloppy guy. That sounds unusual. <laughs> no, so I'm a, I'm a, I'm a like, yeah, make me a good mixology drink. I'm all about, I'm all about that. Why would you cut, cut liquor with stuff? Oh, but see, there's so many good things you could do with that liquor like that to change. Now, we are huge tiki fans, so we can drink it straight. And we don't like tequila, Sheila. We, we're going to drink, we can drink it straight. But I really enjoy, we enjoy, I also enjoy a lot of good rum. You remember like the Diplomatico? Sure. So we will enjoy the Diplomatico and different type rums, which are really, you can get, you know, and the whiskeys, like you can get a great whiskey. But then you're paying 80, 90 bucks for this great whiskey. Yeah. And then you can go get a rum and it's like 26 bucks for this yeah. great aged rum coming in there. So we mix a lot of drinks with rum. There's these great stuff that you can get into and enjoy. And so for me, you know, I like, I like all the brown liquors and I like all the white liquors. How about you, baby? Um, I like the brown liquors. <laughs> See, her, we agree. Yeah. I like the brown liquor. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm vodka neat. That's that's I'm what not. I am. See, oh, nice. Except for gin, which I like. Yeah, but I like it mixed. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm good with gin. I mean, it's just gin is vodka with juniper. That's, that's yeah, that's yeah. pretty just, much what it is. What it is. <laughs> you just turned me off on gin. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm I'm now with Melissa, so I'm all the brown liquors. <laughs> so I, I like bourbon I, i'm a big bourbon you've been on the bourbon trail you ever gone to kentucky and gone on the bourbon trail? we we have never have but uh we did have last night we went to a friend's house and he was opening up a pappy van winkle Ooh. bottle that he had so i was able to enjoy the pappy van winkle uh with a great cigar and that was incredible uh to have and he was like you know no 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 so I I drank quite a bit of that bottle that he put out for us to enjoy, and that was greatness that he opened up. And that's the way we are here. If you come over here, we're gonna we're gonna it's an open bar, and I'm gonna open up my humidor and whatever you want to enjoy. That's what 100%. we're gonna do. That's and I that's the one thing I find about the whiskey, the and the and the cigar community. So I got into both of them through friends and um, they both just sort of just friends opening up and allowing me to try it. And I've tried Pappy much in the same way you have never really owned it. But uh, and I had a friend try Pappy. Let me try Pappy, but then let me try Weller. And Weller's not as good as Pappy, but it's pretty darn close. Um, yeah, well, it's made the same uh, fact. It's made in the same distillery. Yep, yep. They just age it different, so you're getting almost pappy up in there with that. Some of those good uh, Wellers yep. in there. Yep. So, what kind of cigars do you like smoking? You know, I know you smoke a lot of different cigars because I follow you on Instagram, listen to the podcast. Yeah. But, but if you have, if I, you know, you get one cigar today, what what kind of cigar are you going to? Oh my gosh! You know, with so many great cigars out there, that is such a hard question to ask. Well, I guess like what's you know, what's, uh, what's constant rotation in your in your humidor? Maybe that's a better question. Oh, 
Okay, well, I'll put it out like, all right. So there the Amendola special. That is a great, he's a boutique boutique guy out of North Carolina. Okay. That is a great cigar. It, it, it's amazing what he does. The McAuliffe Medallia is another great cigar that I, every week I'm going to be enjoying that. And, and if it comes to Nova. And they're, they're out of Texas, correct? Yeah. Yeah, they're out of Texas. Yeah. And so, he does a great job with his cigars. Just like am- his all his, yeah. Whether it be the Ligero or the the Spencerencia, it's just greatness for what they put out. Now, is, the is Nova that the cigar, one that comes in like the coffin? The like the, the oh, those are the Leyendas. The Leyendas okay. come out in the coffin one part, and that is like I said. There's never been a McAuliffe that I haven't enjoyed. Just like the the other ones, it's mm-hmm. just you just enjoy each one of those coming in. The Nova cigars. There hasn't been a Nova cigar that I haven't enjoyed thoroughly. That's just, you know, you get a cigar and you're like, okay, now you try a, di- a different one and you're like, okay, this is great too. Those are greatness that comes into mind like that. The OM cigars. Yeah, he's another boutique guy. I've just I've just started seeing a lot of those uh, on Instagram and everything. I'm I'm interested in trying. Yeah, those, those OM cigars are freaking amazing, and he turned us on to the. He's got four or five different blends. That number one that he put out is just my one of my absolute favorite cigars to go to. And these are all boutique brands that nobody else really knows about. They're just kind of getting out now, and they're out and about. And to have and to have that flavor, and, and of course, you can't go wrong with like a, a Padron 1926. I mean, that's just one of those. Yeah, it's just like one of those. The ultimate greatness of cigars yeah. is having a, a Padron 1926. And then Padormos, excuse me, I went on the tour in January to the, the Padormo factory, yeah. and you're smoking all the different blends all day long for the whole tour. Mm-hmm. And so those are another one of those, oh my God, you kind of, you know, you see them there at the at the cigar lounge, and you're like, yeah, I like Padormo. And then you go, oh my God, and you start getting into some of them, and, and the quality control that he has on those yeah. are freaking amazing was that your first time doing the uh, doing the tour that's the first and only time i've been on the tour yet and now i'm like i've got to go on more tours yeah so we we go every year and so, and we bring some of our members uh from the lounge down the with lounge us goes. and we always tell them like okay this isn't like a vacation you're actually going to go learn about how cigars are made from seed to pretty much going out the factory you're going to you know walk 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 and work in the fields i mean you're going to see I mean, every cigar is touched a couple thousand times, or there's a couple thousand steps from seed to, you know, getting to the to the our shop, and it's mm-hmm. just amazing, just what the the wealth of knowledge that that Nick, uh, you know, uh, you know, translates to everybody who comes down there and tries it out. The passion he brings to it too mm-hmm. is is in particular. I've not gone. I've I've had a chance, but I just haven't been able to make it go. January is a bad time to go, but for me, but I've heard it's amazing. It, it truly, truly is. And to see every step, you're getting an education. You're drinking from the fire hose is oh, what yeah. you're doing. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah because I, there's so much information. You're like, uh, I don't know. You just write down notes and you try to grasp all the information that they're giving on the cigars because there's 3,800 steps. And we just had Nick Perdomo on our show uh, talking about his cigars and what he does. And it's uh, you really like, all right, I'm getting this Perdomo cigar for nine bucks. 
and it, 300 people have touched it and all the steps they go, it just raises the, the level of cigars of mm-hmm. the appreciation for it compared to something else. So I'm like, oh my God, this is like a fine wine or a, a brandy. And I'm getting this for nine bucks. Yeah. And just hearing the story of how he started, where he was, you know, he worked at the, um, you know, the air traffic control, and then he would roll cigars in his uh, um, garage at night and then sell during the day. <laughs> and then, I mean, he, yeah, you want to talk about hustling. He was hustling to get yeah. his name out there to, I mean, at our, at our lounge up here, that's the number one selling brand. Yep. Um, that was the first cigar we brought in when we opened over five years ago. Um, it's just, yeah. I mean, you can definitely tell the passion that he brings to the cigars. Yeah. I always say that oh, he's, it is. he's got an ego. Um, and, uh, and you're allowed to, <laughs> when you're that good, you're allowed to. Yeah. Yep. No. Yeah. Well, like we were, he, he came for our three year anniversary, I believe. And, uh, and I, I was smoking one of the cigars and I pulled out just like the tiniest stem, like nothing. Like I know it, I'm, I'm under the impression everything's handmade there's going to be some sort of imperfection it does not bother me but he saw me pull out this little stem and he was like is that one of mine i was like yeah yeah it's no big deal he's like no it's a big deal where'd you get it from i was like i I don't know i got it from this box here he saw the box like took record of the box texted somebody he's like all right, we'll get the issue taken care of. I'm like, holy shit. I was <laughs> like, you got somebody, somebody in trouble. Somebody just got whacked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Way to go, Aaron. Yeah, yeah. my bad, my bad. No, but, that, but you just see, like, even though he has gotten, even though he's gotten bigger and he's one of the bigger name brands yep. out there now, he still takes all that, you know, that love Versus. and tender and that, and that passion, like he said, yeah. to every cigar. Yep. I mean, 100%. 100%. And it, and oh yeah, it's incredible it, talking right. with him, going on the tour, seeing all that that they do, and that's what you know. And there's these small cigar factories that are there making these great boutique cigars for us. Mm-hmm. It really like I can enjoy this. All right, this if I was trying to make it was would cost a hundred thousand dollars, right? Oh yeah, because yeah. all the amount of people and time, but they can still make this. And I'm enjoying this ten dollar cigar, which that's is crazy. an absolute luxury. For ten bucks, I'm like yeah. it just raises the appreciation for the cigar. No, if if anybody has a chance to go to any factory anywhere to see how it's made, it gives you a different appreciation for what you're actually smoking. You know, you'll understand why it's ten dollars, thirteen dollars, twenty dollars, whatever it might be. But it's like the same way. You know, we're doing some stuff with Martinez that's up in New York City. I mean, you you can you have a chance oh my to go gosh, to a factory yeah. up in New York. You don't have to travel to Nicaragua. You don't have to go to Esteli. And you can see that same passion, you know, in the states. And just like you said, what, what was the other place? North Carolina that he that the uh, the other one is uh, the factory is. I mean, there's yeah. there's Amendola. Yeah, there, there's there's factories in the U.S. that you have a chance to see how that's this so cool. product that everybody who listens to our shows love. Well, and the, and the yeah, I'm Martinez is Yeah, Martinez is a great cigar. And so the debate I'm starting, starting within the collective smoke. Oh, okay, first, <laughs> yeah. But uh, the debate <laughs> I'm starting is because this is Nick and I have this argument, and we have this argument every time we get together. This is the one thing that Mark and I agree on. This is it. This is this, the list. This is it. This is the list. Aaron, this is you're, the only thing we allowed, agree on. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Aaron, you're allowed to be wrong on this thing. <laughs> Which is <laughs> the flat iron. Yeah. Or the 45, because I am a 45 guy. I understand everybody else. Uh, there's a bunch of people who like the flat iron, but I love the, oh. I love the flat iron. Don't get me wrong. I think the flat iron's a great smoke. 
I and I I love it to death, but I think the forty five is yeah. spectacular. Yeah. So I'm I'm forty five. So what are you? I, I like the flat iron. Okay. Well, it's like the forty five, and uh, it, you know, it's sort of it's trying to like choose between your favorite child. Yes. <laughs> no, the flat iron. Yeah. Is a great you know, which, smoke, but that forty five is just so rich. You prefer the Maduro or the uh, the Habano? Uh, I like the Maduro. Nice. Yeah. No, I'm. I'm it is. It's. It, it's kind of like you know, whatever one is in my you know in my hand, I like better at the time. But if I don't right. have any in my hand, I'm going. I'm going 45. And Mark, you're going the same way. Yeah. And I know uh, we just got a package from Dave because Dave. Yeah. Uh, is Dave is amazing. Dave is amazing. We're not. I'm not gonna lie. Um, and uh, um, and he included some of those roller blends, and I, mm-hmm. I'm a little afraid. <laughs> um, it's, it's one of those, yeah, it's one of those things you don't, scared, you don't want to smoke it like it and then like damn i can't get these no that's anywhere. not what i'm scared with nick miller said nick cigar pulpit miller what said it's really fucking strong <laughs> <laughs> he, said, he said two things he said the first thing is it's amazing and delicious and you'll love it and then you'll want more and you can't have it yeah yeah so that scares yeah. me. You know my you know my take on this. This is the Atabay problem. I call this the Atabay a problem. Yeah. The get second over, thing he said is you. he says uh, the and I'll describe the Atabay problem in a second. But he the second thing he said is have a meal, be ready for it. It's really strong. Right. Well, and it and it, yeah, it, it looked like one of those LFD NAS. Oh, it looks so good. So, oh man, and you just gave me my half. Yeah. Um, yeah, so yeah. it's funny. Like, so Dave sent us some stuff to uh, to try, and I got the package like Wednesday or Thursday. I opened it up, and the first thing I did was I texted Dave. I was like, "Dude, you sent way too much. Like, you said you were going to send whoa, whoa, a whoa, cigar. Whoa, whoa, whoa. No, no, this is what I said. I was like, he said he was going to send us a cigar to try. Cool. I'm totally about sending a cigar. Whoa, whoa, we need he to sent work. sixteen cigars. That's not a cigar. Like, I'm glad that he sent sixteen, but I'm like. Dude, that is way too generous. You did not have to do that. <laughs> yeah, that awesome. yeah. So, uh, yes. And so, but Nick's got a strong, I mean, Nick can handle some strong cigars. So I'm just a little worried. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to have to have two steaks and maybe a couple beers and uh, be ready for that. Oh, damn. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. I'm, wa- I'm waiting for the big steak dinner with a big baked potato and go, okay, now I'm oh, ready. Yeah. You're ready to go. Yep. Well, let's uh, touch on these cigars uh, real quick. We're about halfway on these. Uh, these are on the slow blacks. burners. They are. So it is. It, I mean, this comes in mul- a, a multitude of sizes. It's There's going to be a cigar size for you out there in this black label. Um, we're smoking, again, the Gordo. Colossus, which is a Gordo of 5 by 60. But they also have the Bravo, which is a Rothschild 4.5 by 54. The Classico, which is a Robusto, uh, they have it as a 5.2 by 54. And then they have the Crystal Tubo, which is a Robusto, a 5.5 by 50. A Gigante, 6 by 60. And then the uh, Magnifico, which is a Toro, 6 by 54. Then they have the Maximo Tubo, Toro, 6 by 50. And then the Pyramid, which is a 6x60. Then the uh, Pronto, it's a Cigarello, 4.2x36. There's a cigar size for everybody. The only Jeez. thing they didn't have was a was a Churchill. That's it. Well, uh, Lancero. And, yeah, and a Lancero. And a Perfecto. Yeah, but you know what I mean. Uh, yeah, and Petit Corona. Yeah, but these, I mean, it's... 
there, there is some people say they dye the wrapper because it is so dark. It's such a, I mean, they call it the partisan black for a reason. It is black. really super dark. So it's called, it's called the black because it's black. Yes. I mean, it, it's a Maduro. Honestly, you could go to the Oscuro realm on color. Oh, yeah, um, no question. Some people say they dye it. Some people say they don't. I mean, there's never going to be any true. I mean, they're, they're not going to say if they do or if they don't. Yeah. Um, that's up to, you know. It's a nice rich cigar. Yeah. But the blend, it's a uh, Connecticut uh, Connecticut Maduro wrapper, I, I believe. I will say I, I scoured a few scoured. sites. Could not find anything definitive, but the one that seems to be the most true. Uh, Connecticut Maduro wrapper, uh, Nicaraguan Lajero filler, and then a Dominican uh, La Vega Especial binder. So it's... How's that Nova, or how's the... the uh, you're not uh, smoking the Nova, but how's the cigar you're smoking now? It's, I'm smoking the, you know, the Seraphin cigar. And it, it's a Dominican filler. We had a Connecticut wrapper on there. And it's just a great, smooth cigar. I'm looking forward to this with coffee in my morning. I think I think that Connecticut really wraps around with the Dominican filler in there to go with a coffee, chill out in the morning and go through. And she's smoking the Mirage, which I've been kind of puffing on as we go around, which she just went to the uh, El Bano <laughs> to take a break. But uh, yep. the Mirage as well with that is a great, another great cigar with that Sumatra wrapper coming in through it. Cool. Do you, great do you like a lighter flavor. full cigar? In the morning, I like a little bit lighter. Mm-hmm coming through and then as it pumps through the afternoon i'm going to go stronger and stronger and stronger throughout that afternoon yeah that, that's good i i can start off with like a double arrow in the morning that's can just you? yeah <laughs> <laughs> i don't think uh, once again you're you're no brian morgan <laughs> i will say i had the lightest cigar i've ever had probably in my life uh yesterday and it was good i just couldn't taste anything but it was the uh, davidoff number two yeah, um, I mean, it was great, but it's just, I mean, if you like a super delicate cigar, yeah. that's definitely one to have. And I believe that's Tim's favorite cigar. It is. Um, I mean, it was good, but yeah, I'm, you know, give me something with some oomph something to, it. to it. I had a guy who worked for me when I owned a cigar shop in Springfield who we'd work at five and six in the morning on this, on the register and get stuff done before yeah. the shop opened. And he'd start with the uh, chisel Maduro's. First okay. thing in the morning and two beers. Oh my goodness! And oh, and I, I remember you telling me that. Yeah, two by, beers and a, and a chisel. Yeah, yeah. about eight thirty in the morning, we'd be sitting there, and I'd just say to him, "Brian, you're just a better, you're just a bigger man. Just, than I. just a bigger man." I'd be starting with something like medium body, and he, I'm just going, I'm just, just confessing. Yep. He's a banjo player. He played with Dolly Parton. All right. Well, let's do. Oh, coolest. damn! That's pretty cool. Yeah, he was one of the coolest. He's one of the coolest dudes I ever met. He had so many cool stories. Just a super nice guy good transition there to talk about music yeah it is so this week we uh i don't know how i don't know what our criteria was but we went kind of like uh more on the rock side you you gave me a a punk ish i want in quotes air quotes i, I think i think they would be considered pretty pretty classic yeah. rock so who did you give me I gave you the pretenders chrissy hines yes you gave me pretenders their first album the uh, self-titled pretenders um i I listened to it and then I listened I, a lot of the songs like I've you've heard those songs. I've heard those songs before and I couldn't remember where I heard it until I started diving into the album and getting more of the history. There's been there's four songs on the album that are on video games. Oh, so um, really? Yes. So like uh, Private Life is on GTA Vice City. 
Um, I didn't even know there was because a GTA Vice City. This this album, it's a very it's punk, but it's new wave punk. It's yeah, okay. It's you know, it's um the kinks, but with flock of seagulls hair. <laughs> Fair enough. So, but I mean, so instantly I was like, damn, I, I do. I love- I, I've, there's a lot of these songs I really liked. Um, so like private life, um, uh, brass and pocket. I mean, brass and pockets. One of my favorite songs. To- yeah. Very- totally, totally a classic. Do, 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 um, tattooed love boy. Oh, um, oh so, my gosh. So Chrissy is- Hines has one of the best lyrics I've ever heard from somebody in the eighties. Like this, this lyric I'm about to tell you sounds like it came out of a rap song in this day and age from tattooed love boy. I shot, I, I shot my mouth off and you showed me where, what to do with that hole. I mean, that is like (laughs) in 1980 having Chrissy Hines say that. I know. I mean, that's just like, damn own it. Like, yes, she is, um, uh, I w- as we were saying before we started recording, I have a huge crush on her too today. She yeah. is just the, t- she's just a badass rocker chick. Oh no. And, and so, and they're still around. They just released their 11th album. I know. I mean, they're around. Think, Cause I was listening to the new album, which yeah. is for the record, her and Patty Smythe just released a new yeah. album and I was listening to both of them and I just love both of them to death. Yeah. No, it, it was a, it was a really good, it's a fun album. Um, if you like that new wave, if you like that uh, old school punk sound, check yeah. it out. The song I ended up going with, though, uh, she doesn't sing on it. So do you know what uh, what song oh, that no. is? I went Space oh. Invaders. Oh, nice. It's, okay. a, it's a great instrumental song, and they use a lot of sound from the Space Invaders game. So again, they kind of came back around. They A lot of uh, video game essence in this album, whether yeah. it might be by choice or be because you know GTA used it in their in their Might soundtrack be. or whatever, but it was a, it was a fun album. Yep. Um, and I mean, brass and pocket, that, that would be the easy guess. It's easy. I, um, tattoo love boy guy. was a really good one as too. even though I, I messed up the lyrics So the lyric was, I shot my mouth off and you showed what that hole was for. Um, yeah, yes. <laughs> it's just like dirty. dirty. Yes. Yeah, Damn. But, yeah. But space invaders, um, it's good. Just like in man, the, the guitar work. Oh yeah. my God. Just shredded. It's good. Yeah. So you gave me 311, mm-hmm. uh, Transistor. Um, it was one of their early albums. It was, yeah. It, so it was so 90, it's, 97, but I think it was their third or fourth album. Yeah. So it was their junior or senior album to, mm-hmm. to, to follow the theme. To right? follow the theme, yeah. Wasn't their postgraduate work. No, they've been uh, around They've been around a hot minute. They've done some a lot of albums, <laughs> but that was one of their. I, I, it, Apple Music classifies them as pop music. Would you be offended by that? Um, pop music? Pop. It says pop. Uh, I wouldn't yeah, call I wouldn't it, agree with it. Pop music. I wouldn't yeah. call it pop. I would call it uh, radio-friendly rock, which maybe honestly might might be pop music by, at, right. at this point in time. You know what pop means, right? Uh, popular. Right. Yes. Okay. Uh, but, I was but just here's checking the, Here's the thing. Like, I don't, 311 is popular, 
like, but like, I think the nineties music and the nineties grunge and alternative music is the best out there. That because that's what I grew up with. That's, Jeez. that's my age group. You, you my genre. Didn't say that out loud, did yeah. You? I think it's the best. I, I, I don't know. know. I'm with Aaron. Yeah. yeah that's, that's that was some great music to put I'm out. I'm going to pause right now. Ah. To give you guys the nineties had Soundgarden. <laughs> Had Soundgarden uh, 311. Had uh, 311 was Nirvana. Nirvana. It wasn't great. I mean, I'm just saying the 90s had Lincoln Park. I mean, that's late 90s. I would, I I would, I mean, technically 99, yes, but yeah. So I enjoyed this album. Now, I've worked a ton this week. Mm -hmm. So I listened to this album four or five times. So unlike the Doom Metal you gave me, I did not fall asleep. (laughs) <laughs> so I just want to, I do want to start with that. I enjoyed this album and it changed a bunch. Yes, it they does. Are, um, it, I almost described this album at times as eclectic. Yes. So wait, okay. So to steal a little bit of thunder from you, you said it changed a lot. Their next album, they have a song called Ebb and Flow. Every record they've ever done has an ebb and flow to it. Yeah. And, and I, I see that. And I, and I enjoy albums. I mean, the fact is I like artists who, I mean, I like being able to tell that it's the artist, but, you know, Eric Church, who I'm the biggest Eric Church. Or I'm a oh, yeah, he's, he's greatness. Yeah. Um, but he, he doesn't sound, one song doesn't sound like the others, right? So, yeah. I mean, they're just, they're different type songs. So I enjoyed a lot of these songs. Um, and, and, and I think you would like, because you've actually turned me on to an, a, an, an interview with Nick Hexum that was on volumes. Yeah. So, I mean, yep. Nick, Nick Hexum, their lead singer, He's a very intelligent, super intelligent yeah. guy. Really, and I remembered that when I was listening to this guy. Um, and I, so there are several songs in here that I liked. Um, I I really enjoyed a lot of the early songs. Um, Transistor starts off with a bang. I liked that song. Um, uh, I liked um, uh, Stealing Happy Hours, the that's very a, last that's a, song. Yeah, that's a really good one. Um, and and uh, Star Shines was a great song. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and I, I settled on Starshines because um, okay. I like the lyrics on that. Um, this was, I could have selected a lot of different songs. There was a couple of songs in the middle that were reggae-ish. And, and I almost chose those because they reminded me of the Boomtown Rats, mm-hmm. almost in the context of the Boomtown Rats would occasionally have that weird sort of reggae song that was sort of out of place on the album. Yeah, um, But I chose Starshines. I enjoyed this album um, I'm not sure it's going to make my regular rotation, um, but these guys are very talented. Mm-hmm. Um, the lyric writing was solid. Yeah, um, uh, it was it was good. It is the best concert I've ever seen. I know you said. I mean, that. I was right up against the guardrail, staring at Nick Hexum, at Peanut, their bass player, at Chad Sexton, their drum player. I mean, so what these, kind of these concert guys, is it? Is it high energy? I assume. Oh, so it was the, it was Three Eleven, Modest Yahoo, and Snoop Dogg. Um, it was a very high concert. Okay, um, fair enough. <laughs> it was. <laughs> I, I get the reference. It was. I mean, it was great. It was a. Gr- it was a great one. Um, but yeah, cool. that, I mean, so they're from Omaha, Nebraska. Okay. They should. They play music like they're from a coastal town. Yeah, it's Washington. a very. It's a very island yeah. sounding stuff. Even their. Even their other stuff. I mean, they have like nine or 10 albums. So, I mean, there's, there's an album out there for everybody. That one I just really like because it's, that's the album that really got me into three eleven. Sure. No, I get why you like them. Um, uh, they, they're very talented mus- musicians. Mm-hmm. Um, they, unlike last week's, um, th- there's like 20 songs, on 21. This. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, and they knew when to wrap a song up. Yes. So yeah. uh, all the props for that. The people last <laughs> well, unlike, week. Unlike, the, <laughs> so, so the last week, the Mars Volta 14-minute uh, right. episode wasn't. They understood it. the, uh, let's hope, they understood the hook of the song. They yeah. were classic, well-written songs. In and out. In and out. Um, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give it a listen when I have a chance to um, really enjoy, really dig yeah, into yeah. it. But um, I enjoyed it this week. Like I said, listen to it four or five times. Yeah. Um, uh, but those, were the, you know, Sarshan was the one that really spoke to me the most. Yep, that, that's a good one. So this week, I'll go ahead and knock it out because it is a listener-supported album that we're doing. We're not choosing. So this one comes from uh, the Ginger Bear, um, I believe. Let me make sure that. that so name you is picked. Right. No, no, the yeah, the ginger bear. <laughs> so on Instagram, this came from the ginger bear, and I said, you know, first come, first serve, first one who you know DMs me, you're on the list, and I've got. And again, thank you to everybody out there because I we're, have like we're we're, 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 good. we're covered. I think we got I got like damn near twenty albums uh, to put on there, um, and the first one I was really excited about because it was a band that I've. Almost went to go see live, but I wasn't, I didn't get a chance to see it because the show got canceled during, during all this. No, 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 unfortunately not. Um, have you ever heard of the sword? I've not. You're about to experience. No, oh my God. You, okay. So Al, you're a guitar player. I know that, which yeah. we'll touch on that. The sword. Holy shit. Really? You're okay. going to experience the sword and the album is going to be, I'm going to butcher the name, but it's a, uh, uh, Apocryphon. A P O C R Y P H O N. This m- mispronunciation oh brought to you by Webster Dictionary. Yeah, this this mispronunciation <laughs> brought to you by Aaron because yeah. that's what it is. Yeah. So the sword, I'll I'll link it. I'll send it to you. Sweet. Um. Uh. Wow. This this band brings it. Okay. Excellent. Yeah. Love guitar. Oh yeah. yeah. I can't I'm wait big. to hear that one. Yeah. Listen, big, pull it up. Uh, I'm a big Samantha Fish fan. Um, it's it okay. This isn't going to be like that type it's of metal guitar, work. guitar work. It's going to be rock guitar work. It's going to be rock guitar. Rock guitar. It's going to be a lot more. It's doom, but faster doom. Okay. Um, it's um, okay. it's metal, but not like scream your head off metal. Oh, it's, cool. It's good. Oh, no, it's, you know, it's really cool. I tell you, I'm, I've been running down the rabbit hole, the U2 rabbit hole on Gary Clark Jr. Oh, wow. That is a rabbit hole. How did you, first of all, how did you get to said hole? Um, Giggity. I, uh, so he's got a new song called This Land that somebody sent me in a link. And it's a new song about racial inequalities. Okay. Um, and he is a guitar player, guitar, like a blues guitar player. And it is just ripping, and he can man. I are what kind of guitar player are you, Al? What what what's your guitar? What what's your kind of music? Uh, you know, I, I got into a buddy of mine. I wanted to learn guitar, and he was in college, played through bands and going. So he's like, "Come over to the house. We're just going to jam. We're going to teach you how." And I started getting into guitar stuff. So I like like you know the White Stripes. That <sighs> basic. You know, they've got two two persons, a guitar player and a drummer, and she just rocks out the drums, and he rocks out the guitar. Yeah. One of my favorite ones of what they can produce by two people playing guitars and the lyrics that they put out there. Yeah. So I really like that, and I love the blues stuff. I mean, you just can't – Muddy Waters. I mean, you can't get better than oh. Muddy Waters and some of those guys. Lightning Hopkins, that kind of stuff. So that's kind of what I, I try to uh, uh, just – tinker with no it it i butcher 
everything that I play on that guitar. It sounds like cats, you know, fighting. <laughs> but you know, it, it's the thrill of just playing, grab grabbing an axe yeah. and 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 playing on there and making some music. Have you ever heard Samantha Fish? I have not, but now since I love so much music, putting that on the playlist, like, you know, now I'm going to go find them and going to go search for them. So, That's one of the things I like uh, about those podcasts is the music that y'all incorporate and talk about is always like, Oh shit. Now I got to go look something else up. Now I got to go find <laughs> something else on there that, that I'm going to like and listen to. Yeah. If, if you, if you like guitar work, so Mark turned me on to Samantha fish. Um, I'm a, I'm a Samantha fish fan now, not only because she's from my hometown of Kansas city. Um, she will jam out, on a cigar oh. box guitar like nothing else. She does the blue stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Now I know Samantha Fish. Now that you know, I'm like, oh yeah, blue stuff. Oh yeah. yeah. I've seen her videos and stuff on there. Yeah. She rocked it out. Oh. That woman can play. Oh I mean rocking those the tight jeans with stilettos and just can play the guitar damn near than anybody I've ever seen. Yeah. That's uh it's all about that. Oh yeah. Yep. I'd like to say Melissa's here to contribute, but uh She's been drinking my tiki drinks now throughout the day. And I think she's, uh, she's like, yep, I'm going to the bathroom. I'm like, and I haven't seen her back. I'm like, she's probably taking a nap now. That's fine. <laughs> well, hey, that, I, I which is that, that just means you make a good tiki drink. <laughs> oh my God. I know. Listen, listen to our podcast this week. Cause I, I did this Al's, well, you know, just punch, tiki punch. And it had, lots and lots of rum in it and we've been in the pool and we recorded our show and going through and she's like yeah i'm feeling this now which i wouldn't expect anything less because that's the that's the secret of those uh those rum drinks right they'll sneak up on your ass uh really quick and yeah uh, oh yeah yeah those are and they sound good i mean the the one you had when you had uh gervais on your show nick gervais from Mm -hmm. my monthly cigar oh yeah that sounded good i I just am a neat guy but on the rum side i understand the mix um so one of my favorite places to go is casa fuente and they have a drink called the hemingway if you ever go out there oh yeah hemingway's a great drink and they uh with rum and i i love that you know rum is one of the few drinks that i will drink although i like it neat as well but well, last so yesterday was a Celtic holiday. It was Lunessa, which is the on August first. It's the first day of harvest. It's the it's the center point between the the summer winter and the and the and the winter one. Okay. So we went to the liquor store and I saw that Jameson had a cold brew. Jameson, I was like, yeah, I saw you. Had I was like, that. let me try that. So it's uh, I'm not a coffee fan. Um, it was pretty damn good though. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So I had to, you know, with yesterday being a mini holiday. So let's, I mean, let, let's, let's get into a little of the uh, podcasting stuff because uh, I know you, Al, just got a new board that is similar oh to my God. the new board we got. Yeah, how, how, you, how, you liking yes. the, how, you, how you liking the road? The Roadcaster Pro? Yeah. I am loving that board. And, you know, and I called you about it because I was, what, am I going to get the uh, Zoom L8? Mm-hmm. Or am I going to get this roadcaster? And I'm glad I talked to you guys. You're like, I love it. And so that's what we went with is the uh, roadcaster pro. And I am loving that board. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my, my complaints are so many other things. Yeah. My complaints are minuscule compared to, you know, just what it, what it is capable of doing. Um, yeah. I'm so I'm, I'm glad we upgraded to the road. I mean, I, we had the, we had the zoom H six for a year. I mean, and it was great, but 
you know, we needed something that was capable of having guests on because that's just, that's just the way we saw the transition of our show going. Yep. And it's, right. yeah, it's, it's so nice. What'd you, what'd you use before then? We used the, uh, zoom L six. Okay. Yeah. So we had, so you, yeah, we had the same ones then. Yeah. Like yeah. Buddies. And it, it does a great job and it's small and it's portable, yep. easy yep. to go. But you know, the, the preamps in the, in yep. the, uh, roadcaster. Yeah makes so much of a difference and being able to have so many channels to bring in let's say like a phone for an interview oh yeah, yeah and yeah. being able to control that yeah. uh makes such a huge difference yeah you got hot buttons where you can pre-program commercials yeah. or intros it only or took outros. you guys a minute to bring that up because <laughs> the new feature in your show that i know you're excited about in the show the part of that i'm trying to hold aaron back on <laughs> Is the preset sounds. Do you want do you want to play one of those now? No, dumbass. No, because it's. Oh it's, no, Aaron, play one. Yeah, because those are. I love those things, man. Uh, let me hit you with a little. Yeah, how appropriate. <laughs> so my favorite part, and it's not my favorite part, but one of the amusing parts of the good scar is when Al tries to, because he's got like little set sounds before like the menage a trois or those features that he has in his show. Mm -hmm. And he's got a set sound that he wants to play before that, but he doesn't remember which button is which. <laughs> and so he's got he's to search for it. You know, it came and with Melissa like a little label thing, right? Right, he does. Yeah, I know. I need to get the label thing on because even like today's show, I'm like, Hit this button, I'm like no, that's not it. Hit this button, that's not it. Hit this button, okay, that's it, sir. Because <laughs> they're not labeled all there out there for me to see. I'm like, oh shit, I can't remember what color the button is for that particular sound that I'm wanting to do. That's probably my only gripe about that thing is I've got to label it. Yeah. So this you, is this is behind baseball, but do you record uh, as studio or do you record in multi-track? Uh, multi-track. Okay. Yeah. So that's, that's my one complaint. It, so it has 14 fucking files. Right. Um, and then if I hit that's, that, yeah, sound, like little, I did, I that's then a have little to, way inside. I baseball. then have to make sure I save that little nugget of sound. I know that's the one bad thing. So Al, I'm just criticizing you directly just in front of everyone. Now he had took one of the sounds from a movie he was watching. Uh -huh. Um, and he put it over a button. <laughs> mm -hmm. Uh, what was what does that sound says? It's something like uh, I I know how to I know how to keep a tight mouth <laughs> from Buccaneer Girl. <laughs> and he played it, and, and 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 Melissa pointed out that that was not her saying that, and I could not <laughs> yeah. stop laughing. So, like when we do our reviews, um, there's actually a sound I want to put on here. When we do our reviews and we do a break, I want I, I'm a big SpongeBob fan. So when there's oh, yeah, there's so, so whenever there's a cut sometimes on SpongeBob, there's a guy that goes twenty minutes later, and then I just <laughs> I just want to drop that in. Right. That's good. So that'll really bring in the eight year olds. Yes. Well, I mean, yeah, I think. I mean, I, I, grew, I grew up with SpongeBob. Well, you did, and you're eight years old. <laughs> just yeah, so did my son. Right. <laughs> then he <laughs> appreciates. <laughs> So you've been you've been recording for now for nine or ten months. Um, you've uh, six, six months. Yeah, six how, months now. How many how many shows have you recorded? Uh, we've got uh, this will be uh, thirty seven. The one we're printing out tonight. Oh, Sunday wow. night. nice. So what uh, what what made you want to get into the podcasting game? Expe well, I had specific, uh, specifically for cigars, but I mean podcasting alone. What I like is that it gives anybody. You're like everybody has a voice and now podcasting lets you have that voice out there, but you know, cigars right. is such a niche market. So what, what brought you into, uh, into it this way? Well, I was doing YouTube videos 
of cigar reviews. And I had gone, we had gone to the uh, C- uh, Cigar and Spirits Festival in Fort Worth, which is put on by Cigar and Spirits Magazine. And McAuliffe Cigars is one of the sponsors for them. And I was talking with Al McAuliffe, and he said, hey, I want to put you on the show. You want to go on the show? Because Rob from Cigar Talk was and Bryant were doing a, a live show from there, from the, the event. And I was like, yeah, I would love to. I, I already listened to them, so I was a little fanboyish going into it, uh, talking like I'm talking to Rob Bryant, I, and I listened to them, which is like, I can't believe I'm talking to them. Were you starstruck? And they're like, no, no, we're, yeah, yeah, a little bit starstruck on that. And so we get to say, hey, we're going to put you on the show here and talk about your YouTube and going on. And I talked with, uh, with Rob. He said, man, you got to, you, sh- you should really look into the, the podcasting. And he's been one of the mentors for me for starting this up and going. And one of the things that really, I was, had been a little disenfranchised with YouTube because they cut out, you know, if you make so many videos, you put out so much stuff, which we were just about in the event to get starting and paid from YouTube. And they came out with, well, if you do alcohol, tobacco, or firearms, we're not, we're going to cut your funding. There's no more. We're paying you for any of that. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, well, that's my voice. That's, that's what I do is alcohol and, to- and tobacco, right? Cigars. Yeah. <laughs> so you're going to cut my funding from that. But podcasting has been like, no, you, you have a voice and you can talk about what you want yeah. and continue on with this. So that's why we started the podcast up. And I still do some of the YouTube, but not as much as I do the podcasting because I'm not limited by anything talking on my podcast. We can talk about whatever we want. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's that's one of the great parts. I mean, cigars, alcohol, the same way, but a little less restricted on the alcohol side. But cigar industry has a problem, which is an advertising problem. And we don't talk much about this. Nick sort of hinted at this on your show. And he sort of hinted at it on our show, um, which is the cigar industry has a problem, Mm -hmm. which is they have have two or three magazines Mm -hmm. that are really expensive to advertise in. And, you know, Macanudo doesn't have a problem advertising there. Rocky Patel doesn't have a problem advertising there, but they don't. I mean, all this, all the small name cigars that you, that you named off Al, I mean, they, they, they the majority of them can't have a full page spread, you know, right. on the, on the cover or back cover. Of, they don't of even have enough aficionado yeah. to get rated. Yeah. No, in because it's, it's $25,000 for a full, full page, full page ad yeah. in cigar aficionado. Right. They can't afford that yeah. for one month. Yeah. Right. That's insane. They don't have enough money to get reps to really, to, to beat down doors, to get yeah. in shops. Yeah. And so yeah. they have this problem. And, and this is one of the things that I credit Martinez uh, and some of the other, uh, some of the other brands that are using other podcasts, not just your, yours and ours, but using a lot of other avenues to get their name out there and, and to, to talk about this because they understand the passion of which the cigar community, not just you, not the, not the four of us, but the right. cigar community has for cigars. And the fact that we love getting together as a community and talking about their products and um, they see podcasts as one of those avenues. And to be honest with you, they see YouTube as that you see people like uh, Martin uh, Amaya and some of those folks, uh, the yeah. final third uh, blog, which is I, I think a great blog. I love reading his stuff um, because it's really smart and well-written. He's got a great palate. You know, there's a lot of avenues out there that these smart boutiques are taking 
to get their names out there. And, and really, if you're an honest reviewer and the products are good, you have, you have a really good voice. And so yeah. the, the, these boutiques have a problem because they don't have the ability to advertise. So they're, they're trying different ways of getting things out there. McAuliffe is one of those that are trying a lot of different things. They're yeah. doing yeah. that passport tasting thing and a lot of things. We had AJ Costa in here with uh, Andy Yaffe from, uh, from McAuliffe. From McAuliffe. And they're trying different things because they don't have the ability to advertise in Cigar Journal or Cigar Aficionado. And I'm not criticizing those magazines. No, I mean, they're, they're, no, they're, no, they're, they're, they're great they're magazines. Good magazines. Yeah. Right. But, but you got to think like, you know, the older cigar smokers, they're dying off. You know, my generation is what is going to be. Hey, the, is, hey, hey. I, I'm, no, I'm being like, yes, I'm not calling you yeah, old. Easy, easier and easier. But, easier. but you know, you know <laughs> print media, radio, it's going away. It is. You know, as somebody who used to write for a newspaper, yeah. I don't write for a newspaper anymore because it's not around anymore. You know, I do yeah. radio broadcasting, yeah. which, you know, football season coming up. I don't know if I'm going to have a radio a radio station to air practice starts tomorrow dude yeah i'm not sure how that works uh but like but podcasting you know this gives another avenue to get your media to get your information yeah. and a lot of people it's Just easy get exposure yeah it, and, and and you can you know if i'm talking about uh martinez you know somebody is going to actually listen to that and take heed by what i'm saying rather than it just being words on a piece of paper which i'm i mean aficionado it's a great it's a great magazine um you know i'm not ever going to be to afford uh, a mercedes or like they always showcase the the black that's like ninety five thousand dollars or you know the, right i don't want the forty five hundred dollar watch you know that's just not me sure. um for certain people yeah have it it's a great magazine um yeah. you know this still to the standard in this industry Everybody says like, what was the number one cigar of the year? They, they don't go off by what CI says. They don't go off by what journal says. They go off by what aficionado says. So it still has a place in time. Oh, sure. But you know, it's eventually going to be a Cuban. Yeah. It's going to be unavailable to all of us. Yeah. But now it's like podcasting can have that new Avenue, that new direct straight to the consumer where they can listen to it on their time. The and thing not- I also love about podcasting is it's our voice. So it's more than just your and I's and Al's and Melissa's voice. Mm-hmm. We open it up to allow uh, uh, JJ and, and Al's listener and Melissa's mm-hmm. listeners to have their voice in that. It's not just our two voices yeah. in that. It's a lot of other voices. Well, you got to think like those, the editors for, or it seems like we're picking on aficionado, but that just happens to be the biggest market out there. You know, those editors right. aren't on, aren't in constant contact with their, their readers with their supporters, right. you know, you and I, Al, you know, we're, we're, we're talking to our listeners and our fans and our supporters on Everybody. a daily basis. Yeah. You don't get that on a lot of, on a lot of things. Yeah. No, you don't. And, and say like, you know, the radio, say you, whether you listen to AM or FM radio, if you try to listen to that and you miss the show, you miss the content. Yeah. There's no going back, yeah. but a podcast you can listen to on your phone. You can listen to it on your computer at home, on your TV even. There's apps for mm-hmm. be able to listen to the podcast, and you can get that information 24-7. No matter when or how long it's been, you can go back and listen yeah. to that. And I yeah. think that's the great – it's the new radio. Yeah. And we just want to you know, spread the good word of about you know, cigars and, and fine libations that we enjoy. Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, unless you're on Sirius XM – you're also bound by FCC rule. 
Yeah. You're not bound by FCC yeah. rule on podcasts. You can say shit, piss, fuck, whatever. I mean, not everybody's you going have to. to swear three in a row, <laughs> but, but it's, no, <laughs> I Nick, Nick said it right. Way to, now. Way to make her point, Aaron. Yeah. yeah. Way to make her point. Al's in my pocket. So, yeah. I mean, Al's on my phone, so I carry him wherever I go. So if I want to listen to the good cigar, I can yeah. listen to him whenever. Yeah. So one of the things that I'm really excited about, and I know you guys are as well, is the, um, is about the cigar collective. So one of the things that we, um, the collective smokes, I should get the name right. Right. Since I'm, we're part of it. Yeah. <laughs> so one of the things, um, that we we've started amongst the four podcasts, which is down to the nub, uh, the cigar pulpit, uh, with Gator and, uh, Nick, Nick, and the good cigar and the straight cut is the cigar, uh, the collective smoke. And we're excited about that. I know you and I have talked on several phone calls about just where it's going. And the, and we're starting with these individual events. We talked about yours. Ours is coming up in about a week. Oh yeah. I can't wait for that. And then we're talking about the big, um, the big event. I can't tell you how many, t- how many people have asked, like, what's this big announcement in September or whenever? Like, hey, you just got to wait. Tease. Got to tease, tease, tease. Well, and I know Nick, yeah. Nick's talked about it a little bit. So, I mean, it's a big, it's going to be a cigar mm-hmm. that uh, Martinez is going to develop because Nick's talked about that. And we're, we're pretty fired up about that. It's going to be an unbanded, unreleased cigar at this point. Um, it's pretty cool. I, Martinez is, to me... Um, the best kept secret in the industry. Oh yes, yeah. yeah, Argonne, I, yeah. I'm just super fired up to try this cigar. I know that the Gator and the and, the, and Nick cigar, the, the Gator and the Bishop and the Bishop got released this week, right? <laughs> right. So, so was that their final? Was that their the the final blend? That, I know Dave was talking about it last night, or was it their first blend? I know I so thought I'm, it was their I'm, final. I'm not, I'm not sure. I wasn't I wasn't on the thing. Do you know if it was their final blend? Yeah, they're they're trying out their blend, and which one they're going to decide on is their blend for them that they want. So there's they they got the the samples in to try to see which cigar is going to be the one that yep this is the cigar yeah. based on all these different ones. This is the one that we want for each one of us and going through and to find that in a in such a you know a. a, a and I want to say boutique, but they're not. They've been around for for forty five years, like Martinez Cigars, mm-hmm. and they've produced so many cigars for so many other people. For them finally to go, you know what? We're going to produce this and make this out for everyone to enjoy, and we're that avenue to help them out, and we're gladly to do it because they were just amazing cigars, and we spread the good word about cigars in general yeah. that they're trying out these cigars, and they're going to come up with the Nick and Gator cigar for them blending this here in the U.S. Uh, for that, it's just incredible. Yeah, I am totally jealous because I am too. I mean, that's such a cool thing. But mm-hmm. I, um, they were t- Dave was on a herf I was on last night, and he's he's he was raving about the uh, the bishop. Um, but I'm super fired up to try the Connecticut because I'm uh, I think Martinez with the flavorful cigars that they release is going to do. One hell of a Connecticut, yeah. and if you, it's like the 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 Nick G. If you do Connecticut right, oh yeah, yeah. it's special. And and I'm and I'm just now starting to appreciate Connecticut's. Yeah, um, you know, it's, it, I don't know what I honestly, 
honestly, I I kind of uh, I I give that to the Nick G Super Connecticut that got me back on. Like, you know what? Connecticut's aren't just air. You can get a Connecticut that has some amazing flavor. And once I had that, it, it made me go on that hunt to try to find more that's like that. See, when a Connecticut is done right, it's yeah. special. Yeah, yeah. Because it ha- it's light. And it's, but it's flavorful and it's perfect with a cup of coffee, like you were describing, Al. And it's yeah. just, it's just um, that they're special. And the reason it's special is because there's not that many mm-hmm. in that market. Yeah. I can find a ton of heavy cigars that are flavorful and all that stuff. And I don't mean to disrespect, but you have Tatuaje and you have My Father's and you have a ton of different flavor profiles up there. Yeah. But the number of really good Connecticut's is not that great. Oh, it's like I can probably. I won't even use a whole hand of Connecticut's that are really, really, really good, really flavorful, really yeah. good. Like you're just not smoking air. Like I just said, you know, I had the, the Davidoff number two last night, an amazing, amazing cigar doesn't taste like a lot of anything. Right. The Nick G super Connecticut, uh, amazing cigar because it tasted like a really good fucking cigar. Yeah. That Nick G is awesome. Yeah. I gave one to Tim. Uh, this week, yeah. I want to get his take on it. Yeah, that that cigar is everything a Connecticut should be, and so that's what I'm saying. When you do a Connecticut right, which is why I, I'm so fired up for the Gator. When you do a Connecticut right, it's special because there's not that many other ones that are like that. Yeah. So um, I'm fired up for the Gator. Yeah. I know the Nick. I, I know the Bishop's going to be great because yeah, 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 yeah. the 45 because of the, the flat, flat iron, iron, the passion. I, I know yeah. it's going to be yeah. great. Because of the other ones. But I want to see them do a Connecticut because I really want to try that. I think it's going to be cool. I think it's going to be special. And I've already got it planned. So since we did get some really cool cigars from Dave, again, thank you very much. You didn't have to send us that many. Yeah, thank you from Dave. You did. Appreciate it. But like the the small little rollers blend, I've already got it set aside. So Friday when I'm leaving my wood shop, that is what I'm firing up as I'm walking out of my shop into my truck to drive home. Like, because it's that perfect size, it'll, you know, my 30 minute drive home, like I'm going to sit in my truck, you know, knowing that, knowing what is on my docket for this week is going to be absolutely ridiculous. I know already I'm going to need something to take that edge off on Friday at two o'clock in the afternoon. I've already got that planned out. Like that is set aside for that time because of all the Martinez that I've had so far has been amazing. Um, like the one that we did when we did the live video. Uh, you and I had the the uh, Passion. La, La Passion. Um, damn, if you like a uh, a solid like uh, spicy cigar, yeah, that's one to have. Yep, yep, absolutely. So um, we if we've talked about the collective smoke. Now, one of the things that we're looking forward to is getting together in Vegas for TPE. Now, hopefully, that's still going on. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm hoping so because we're looking forward to that. We are too. We'd like to get together. If not, we, we need to get together in a little rocker down in Texas somewhere and all of us get together. Cause I know we've talked about that. So we can, um, tie Rob up in, uh, pants in, um, <laughs> what, what part of, what part of Texas are you in? Tell, tell everybody. Now. We're in, we're in North Texas, just North of the Dallas Fort Worth area. So mm-hmm. everyone knows, uh, where the, where like say the, uh, Dallas Cowboys training camp is in sure. Frisco. Okay. We are just North of Frisco, the city just north of that. So we're, we're sure. pretty much Frisco there. And that's where we're at. Okay. So it, anything in the Dallas Fort Worth area is pretty communable to get to. So, okay. I'm, so I'm guessing a big Cowboys fan. 
uh, you know, I'm I'm always a fan for the underdog. Whoever the underdog so is, you're, that's so you're a fan, huh? No. Yeah, I'm always a cowboy. <laughs> so I know Frisco, Texas, because that's where they play. Well, they have the Rough Riders. No, that's where they play. Oh, yeah, they do have the Rough Riders there. The 1AA uh, football championship. That's where Illinois State played in North Dakota State. Oh, okay. Um, so that's where they play the 1AA championship game. Well, so, that, and the one that's where the Travs, one of the Travs rivals is. is one, that's where the Travelers, the Arkansas Travelers 1AA baseball team plays the Frisco Rough Riders. Yep. 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 Oh, yeah. Because we have uh, the, Fris- the Frisco Rough Riders. There's a lot of, uh, like, where the Rangers take their, their players from. They're all from yeah. this Frisco area. Yeah. We have the Angels uh, AA team. No, no Seattle now. Seattle now, yep. right. And uh, we actually are allowed to smoke cigars in this one section of that ballpark. So Aaron and I uh, go down there four or five times a year and smoke cigars and watch Double A baseball. We love, um, we love, uh, we love ourselves the baseball. Yeah, holy hell, that's a torch, man! <laughs> <laughs> you like that that Good big God. bastard I have? That's like that's a the, uh, <laughs> Yeah, I'm telling you, dude. This is one of those ones that. Never ever fails, no matter what, and it'll light a cigar. It it'll take, light up. It takes a can the neighborhood. I mean, yeah. <laughs> have you seen those new Bugatti lighters that has like the pods that you just put in? I haven't. No, I think we're getting them at our shop up here. I'm interested yeah. to see how. I need how those another go. lighter. Like I need another humidor. <laughs> so you always need one. You uh, can never have enough lighters. Lighters and cutters. You can never have enough. Oh of. my god! Oh, no, no, I have plenty. We were talking last night. There was a lady on the surf. She goes, oh, I got, I, I, I always want another uh, ashtray. And my, yeah. I, I, seriously, I owned a cigar shop for five years. I have more. I, I gave away <laughs> 25 ashtrays when I moved down here to Arkansas from <laughs> Illinois. And I still have too many ashtrays. Paula, I come home with an ashtray because I'll win one of these events. I'm very grateful. I don't want to sound ungrateful, but I always let go. <sighs> I don't need another ashtray. <laughs> I don't need another humidor. But you can always use. Well, you can always send them my way because I can always use more. Okay, noted. <laughs> do, do, do you have like a, do you use like a desktop or do you have like one of the uh, electronic new new airs or winners or? I've got one, two, three, four, five humidors. So I've got two of the uh, refrigerator humidors. Okay, yeah, the tall ones. Yeah. So I've got a huge cabinet that I got at a, it was a custom made cabinet. I got a, at a resale shop that's huge. And then I have two, uh, tabletop humidors that go in there. So, wow. and I'm, I, and I need another one because I just collect cigars and love cigars so much. My wife's like, you're expanding past your office. I went, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. That sounds like Paula. Yeah. I bring in a. I, I actually won a really fancy Drew Estate one at their five year uh, anniversary, and I sold it to Aaron because yeah. Paula like, divorced <laughs> me, even though we were on the verge of our twenty fifth wedding anniversary. Yeah. And I, and <laughs> you I, bring in. I use it another humidor. Yeah, I mean it is. That's a pretty humidor. It is for pretty. only. I think only like less than twenty four were made. I mean it's wow. It's a piece of artwork. It is a piece of artwork. So. And I got it for a steep. They are, and they're beautiful. Just yep. incredible. Oh yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I I build you know furniture for a living. Every time I get a chance to build a humidor or something, like I really cherish that because it's I know the purpose of it. I know you know somebody who actually wants to spend good money 
on a humidor is, you know, wanting me to build it. So I, I put a little more extra care into it. Like I already treat everything like it's mine already, but knowing the fact of how much of a cigar fan that I am, like, yeah, I'm going to do everything in my power to make sure that everything is absolutely perfect with with you know a humidor i'm building yeah i got some more of the united cigars and paula quit asking me how much everything cost <laughs> like years ago she just asked me um she goes wow you ordered more cigars and i go yeah i did mm-hmm. she goes yep great where are you gonna put those and i go i'm gonna have to rearrange my humidors <laughs> i need that, that is something i actually have scheduled for this week is do a rotation i need to do a rotation yep yeah, yep. yeah melissa quit asking me how much how much were those cigars? You just quit asking. Yeah. Hey, the, the, the light bill is paid. We're, we're, we're good, you know? Yeah. Yeah. We're okay. With it. As, as I, I haven't skipped a meal yet. So <laughs> <laughs> I need to skip a meal. Right. Wouldn't hurt. Wouldn't hurt. <laughs> Especially now, you know, I gained the COVID-19, you know? Yeah. I miss my gym. Kind of. Kind of. <laughs> no more kettlebells. Uh, no, I'm just starting to look like a kettlebell. Aaron Kettlebell Shoulder Work. It's better than what I called you last night. Oh, Lord. I, I wasn't even on. What'd you call me? I wasn't even on the call. Uh, no, I, I said it on, on the Discord. So I, I typed it out. You can go look oh, at it. Yeah. Aaron Fancy Pants Shoulder Work. Fancy Pants Shoulder Work, yeah. Because yeah. I forget why you called me that. Because you said you were fancy. Oh, yeah. I'm the fanciest. Yeah, you are the fanciest. I was going to sing you are fancy. fancy you are fancy, Aaron. Yeah, I was going to sing fancy from Reba McIntyre, but we weren't a call together. So. Yeah, well, I wouldn't know that song either. So, Well, fancy don't let me down. Yep. Al would know that song. <laughs> so what, what guitars do you have? Because I've seen, I've seen one of them in one of the calls that we had, but what all do you have? I've got a an, an American-made uh, Fender Strat, which is just stays in the case. I can pull it out every now and then. It's just a great guitar. I've got another couple of, I've got a 1985 Japanese Fender Strat. Oh, oh, nice. And at the time, Fender, they outsourced the Japanese, and that was sort of like the now the ones that are made in Mexico. Mm-hmm. But they were made such high quality, they finally said, hey, you need to stop making these yeah. because they're the quality is what we are of the American because the Japanese were like, we're going to make quality. Yeah. So I've got this great Tele that's, you know, made from there. And I've got a couple of, uh, what are they now? I'm trying to think of what those are out there. Shoot, I, you know, it's like cigars. I keep collecting them. And <laughs> I know, it's, it's funny because when we were talking on one of our you know meetings, I saw you sh- you showed the uh, the Japanese telly, and you and you know, yeah. and, the, and the reason why they asked to stop making it is like they're going the way of the Zenith TVs. They made them so good, none of them had to ever be replaced right. because they were such high quality. They were losing money. Such. Yeah such high quality yeah. and I, i'm really fortunate to have that one it looks like it's been beat to hell mm-hmm. so it's been played it was a used guitar and it was been played through there's no telling what this you know bands have been playing with a guitar yeah. but that means something to me to have these guitars that are not pristine they're beat up if somebody's been playing their heart out playing going through yeah. and i've got a couple pv a buddy of mine owns, owns a a body shop and he does these car restorations where he puts the car on a rotisserie and breaks it down to the bare metal for everything, and then rebuilds these antique cars. Cool. And he he plays guitar, and so he built me he built a couple of PVs, and I was able to get a couple of the PVs that he redid. And it just you know it's just whatever you want to play, that's good. And they're they're badass guitars. I've always liked the PV bass. That's, that's yeah, yeah. beautiful. That's nice. And, and playing that, 
and I sound like crap. Uh, it's just, but it's, it's fun to get out there and just rock out and think you're a rock star for a little while and, and jam out and go and just practice and play on it. Yep. Put it back and like, all right, I'll see you again. Yeah. yeah they're always there. Yeah. Guitar is one of those things. I mean, guitar, uh, is, is magic. I mean, that's one of the uh, coolest instruments ever. I love, uh, the story of how people learn to play guitars and, uh, uh, the the country music special where uh, they talk about how they learn to play the uh, country riff, you know, which was really the start of rock and roll and all of that. Yeah. And oh yeah, it's fascinating. Where uh, uh, the Carter, uh, the one Carter uh, lady, learned to play both the rhythm and the the play both both sections on the guitar. I, I just fascinated with that, and you know, all the the pro- progress that's been made on the guitar. It's just Guitar is one of those magical instruments. The, the you know, it's just it's the backbone. Whether you want, of rock and roll, but yeah, whether you want to play surfer music or you want to go play some blues or rock heavy rock and roll, it's there. That same guitar can do everything. You're oh, like, yeah, yeah. this is badass. Yeah. Whatever you're, whatever you're wanting to play and go, your mood. You get on that, you know, get on the axe and start playing it through, and it's just like sometimes you know it, it sounds like cat scratching a wall but other times i'm like i was fucking genius yep. <laughs> well, since, since both of y'all are blues fans um have you seen uh the documentary on netflix it's called devil at the crossroads it's about robert johnson the guy who supposedly no. sold, sold his soul to so play. i'm a huge robert johnson fan it's uh it, yeah i love robert johnson if you've never watched the documentary it's on netflix it's, it's called a remastered devil at the crossroads uh okay. check it out it's like a 45 minute uh doc- documentary wow yeah he um i mean first of all that double live or the double album that mm-hmm. came out when i was a kid basically or was a young adult of that uh i remember that coming out right when he um that just that <clears throat> bare bones sort mm-hmm. of blues delta blues that, that delta blues yeah straight uh, delta. yeah and that really touched my soul and really brought me into the blues stuff because that was the right time for me yeah I moved up to chicago and that really hit me and so really got me going on blues and so i'll have to check that out again i mean an, is, another musician that died at 27 right i mean that's yeah. uh you got hendrix you got uh joplin joplin yeah. uh johnson i mean oh, yeah i mean just another one that you know with a weird Jim Morrison on the doors. Yeah, Mar- Jim Morrison. I mean, yeah. So twenty seven and musicians don't go together uh, very well, <laughs> especially with with this one. With there's other circumstances might have been involved. Yeah, um, it's it's definitely one. If you if anybody out there likes blues music or just yeah. music, you know, nostalgia in general. Yeah, yeah, definitely check it out. Yeah, his stuff is haunting. Uh, period. Oh, yeah. Anyway, yeah. without the story, but. Um, the story obviously adds uh, about four layers yeah. to that. Oh, and they and they talk about how um, just a year and a half prior he was an absolutely horrid musician, horrible. He could not play worth a damn. He leaves, goes away. Nobody knows where he went, and he comes back to this little seedy bar and just tears it up. Tears it up. Like he was better than his teachers could yeah. ever be. Yep. So. Um, yeah, I'm was, looking forward to that because I love that. Yeah, I mean that's it's, the, it's a it's a cool one to check out. That's sort of you know the you know the funny part is um, the movie came out. Uh, and I don't know if it was Crossroads or whatever. The Rob, mm-hmm. uh, what was it, Machio? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, the the stupid movie, but it was 
uh, any movie that's got Stevie Vai in it is mm-hmm. okay with me. Yeah. Um, and uh, he, uh, he, uh, you know, with the, with the great guitar work in that, that movie was, was awesome where Stevie Vai is the devil's guitar player and, uh-huh. and Rob Macchio was, uh, was it Rob Macchio? Ralph. Uh, Ralph Macchio is the, is the kid who's playing against him, a little uh, Charlie Daniels, you know, sort of uh, story, but uh, through the crossroads. Um, but uh, the guitar work in that movie is amazing. Um, but I, that, you know, that's a little uh, Robert Johnson yeah. sort of uh, throwback. If you haven't heard of uh, Fat Possum Records back in the uh, 70, late 70s, early 80s, they tried to capture some of these blues guys that were in Mississippi. And you'll get uh, guys like R.L. Burnside, uh, T-Model Ford, Junior Kimbrough. Oh, they man. put out a documentary on these guys. And that really turned me on to listening and some great blues guys. And it's Fat Possum Records. And I can't remember. I have the CD of the documentary, and I can't remember what it is. But if you pull up Fat Possum, you'll find these guys on here. Like the R.L. Burnside, Junior Kimbrough, T-Model Ford. These guys are putting out, they put out great, great music. And they're all, and the, and the sad part is, is when I finally discovered them, they're old guys and they already passed away. Yeah, yeah. And that's the hard part because I couldn't go see them. Uh, but they, I still listen to all their music right now uh, of those guys because they're putting out amazing blues, music, guitars, stuff that they did in little bitty shacks in Mississippi that yeah. they were playing. I mean, that, you got to think that's where some of the best music, music is made, especially if you like the blues. That Delta blues, I mean, you, you've, oh, got, you've, yeah. got, you've got the Memphis blues, yeah. but that Delta deep in the woods of Mississippi, Louisiana, I mean, that's just, it hits a totally different well, that's way. Why when you say to me that, you know, that's not country, that's the blues. Yeah. My point to you is, country is the blues. Yeah. So country is the blues. And so when you, you, you know, that the Ken Burns country thing, mm-hmm. country and blues are two peas in the same pod. And the, especially when you talk about the Delta blues, that's where country came from. Yeah. That, that Delta blues, that, that guitar work that they have, that it's just, that's what they played on Saturday night. So that it, Sunday morning is what we think of as classic country, but Saturday night, that's what, that's mm-hmm. what country music sounded like. Yeah, was so that Delta blues. You, you had to go, to church on Sunday morning because of the Delta blues you heard on Saturday night. Straight. (laughs) We had a guy at the shop in Springfield and there was a group that the men's club that would get together after the shop closed, like on Thursday nights or Tuesday nights. And there was this old guy who collected these old records and he'd come in and he'd just play these old rare records. Some of them were swing music and some of them were like old blues music, but he played that stuff like the original recordings of this stuff like that he picked up in yard sales and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. And it just, you just go and it would have all the hiss and pops in it. Mm-hmm. And you just go. Just the rawness. Just oh, yeah. so good. And, and I say this about live music and I, I and I think some of those old record, I mean, those are live recordings and you just go, that's the beauty of music is that, that raw energy of that original or that raw recording and it's so great. And that's that's what I love about music. I mean, that's Robert Johnson, that, that double album or whatever it was, that original one they cut. That's him sitting down, one take, playing it. Yeah, yeah. That's what, you know, when we were talking about Black Sabbath and that first Black Sabbath release, which I'm a big fan of that album. Oh, yeah. I love Black Sabbath, man. They recorded that whole album in 18 hours. Yeah. 
Antonio, and I'm going to butcher his last name, Imano or whatever his last name is. Yeah. He was pissed off. It took 18 hours. He goes, why should this album take 18 hours? He wanted to record it like an hour and a half. He said, yeah. we know these songs. Let's just record them. Let's just, yeah. Quit fucking around. Yeah. Well, that, oh, you got to think. That's why you have one take Sinatra. One I take mean, Sinatra. Sinatra's like, you got one take out of me. That's it. I mean, if I can't do it in one take. Well, that's the great part about uh, can't do it. <laughs> the, my favorite movie of all time is The Manchurian Candidate. And there's yeah. that one scene that's fuzzy. Yeah. And it's because they record <laughs> it. It's blurry. <laughs> they, they didn't intend to record it blurry. And they said they recorded the scene 18 times. The first take was blurry one. They go, oh, fuck, it's blurry. And then they, they tried to record it 17 times with it not being blurry. And they said, ah, oh, fuck, the bit's the best take. Yeah. We'll just leave it blurry. We'll <laughs> say we did that on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So well, since you since you like music documentaries, and here's another one I, I, y'all should check out. It's called um, A Band Called Death. It's about the one of the biggest uh, all-black punk bands from New York back in the 70s. Okay. Really good documentary. Oh, Band called Death. Band nice. Called Death. I thought you were going to go Living Color, one of my favorite. Dude, Living Color, trust me. One of the great bands it, of all time. It's on my list to give to you because uh, I, I lo- love Living oh, Color. It's, it's, oh, it's one of my favorite bands of all time. Yes. Vernon Vernon Reed, oh, when God. Neil Peart died, yeah. and you and I, and I was listening to volume after Neil Peart died, Vernon Reed came on and did 15 minutes on the importance of Neil Peart. Yeah. And then they went out with um, uh, Cult of Personality. And I hadn't heard that song probably in a year because mm-hmm. I listen, that's in regular rotation for me. And I just forgot how much I love those guys. Those yeah. guys were so good. Pi- I mean, pioneers in their Oh, yeah, time. way ahead of their time. Way ahead. I mean, yeah. they're, uh, they, they fall in that same range uh, with like Rage Against Machine right now where they were singing about stuff in the 80s that are still prevalent today. That song is so good. Yeah. It's so deep and it's so oh. meaningful. And then and the, the video, the video is batshit crazy because yeah. it's like they're in neon color speedos. And then you have like hard cuts to Mussolini and then to, you know, Hitler and to everything else. But Vernon then like, Reed. but then listening to the lyric and then seeing them play and just the seeing that passion. Work. Oh my oh, God. Oh, so good. I, I wanted one of those guitars growing up. Oh, those super weird <laughs> neck guitars, like like the lime green. Oh, I yeah. yeah I, but those I, guys were yeah, and that and those are the the type of bands. I mean, when people dog out the eighties, oh yeah, and they say that there wasn't meaningful stuff in the eighties because Huey Lewis and whatever. Oh and stuff, yeah, you go now. There, there was, was so there, many. There was so many good stuff. Because <laughs> first of all, there was REM. And <laughs> no, and you're going to dog them. Yeah, out. I like REM. But there was a lot of deep REM stuff that you just don't think about. There was U2 sung a lot of deep stuff early. I know they did a lot of stuff late. Yeah. It was whatever. But there was a lot of meaningful stuff. But And before the Smiths became, you know, yeah, you know, whatever. Well, before Morrissey became Morrissey. Right. Bef- well, before well, he well, became. Well, well, Morrissey was still in the Smiths. Right. He was in the Smiths and before he became yeah. Um Right. I mean, there was a lot of really deep stuff. Wow. That. <laughs> That turned yes before before he became Morrissey yeah um, but yes I mean that was there was a lot of the eighties was not it's like the seventies people dug out the seventies because it was like there was a lot of pop stuff in the seventies but man there was a lot of great stuff mm-hmm. there was war there was there was a ton of great stuff in all every generation has its deep music but it also has its pop music 
I still go with nineties as the best era of music. Um, no, that would be the sixties. <laughs> I mean, I'm just uh, Marvin Gaye. Uh, What's going on? Sun yeah, that's a great one. Black Hole Sun. Black Hole Sun's a great. Oh Spoon my Man. God, that's so that's such greatness. I mean, you you have a song in the uh, like the height of heroin, and they're singing a song about Spoon Man. While he plays the fucking spoons in the song. It's a great song. I mean, I just don't think the nineties were it. Uh, you're wrong. No, <laughs> my, my son was born in 94. So I'm like, yeah, okay. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you have, you, have, you know, you have to, I mean, yeah, it have you know, the Hanson brothers were there at the same time. You got the umbop, yeah. but you sure. know. no, but I mean, right. Right. So you excited about the new T Swizzle album? Have you listened all the way through? No, I have not. Okay. Will I? Probably not either. Yeah. Unless I'll listen to it if if by happenstance you give it to me. So not likely. <laughs> I, don't I don't know if her stuff is on Spotify though. Also, yeah, I can't so, give you Garth Brooks either. Yeah, you can't can give me Garth Brooks. No. Damn. Don't I worry. like the old country. You know the old. The, the very old, not Hank Williams, although I liked Hank Williams Jr., but the original Hank Williams, that was another area of like, my God, they put out some good stuff back yeah. then. Well, I think yeah, that, yeah. like, I'm, I'm with Mark. Every generation has this greatness yeah. that are there yeah. that I wish I could bring back. And, and like I said, Hank Williams, the original, when Johnny that Cash man was, was incredible. Born, you know, just right down oh, the my road gosh, from yeah. us. Yeah, Johnny Cash is I mean, from Mark Hansen. So you, so you got. Oh, you know, yeah, greatness. Yeah. I mean, arguably one of the best albums to ever be produced ever. Folsom Prison Blues, the Folsom I mean, Prison, the, the, the live at Folsom Prison. I mean, like I'm not the biggest Johnny Cash fan, but I respect, you know, certain albums well, just for what, their Folsom their, Folsom Prison Blues is a top ten meaningful album all time because obviously what it means just deep wise. And Merle Haggard was there in the oh yeah, you know, Merle Haggard watching him. Yeah, I mean, just, well, I, I was listening to a Vince Gill interview last night, and so he asked uh, Johnny uh, Dan Rather asked our cigar show has definitely become a music show. Yes, for, yes. For this <laughs> but, but Dan Rather asked Vince Gill who was the most meaningful or who's the greatest country music singer of all time, and he said, "Well, you know, there's a lot of different answers, but you you always answer from your generation, right?" Yeah, and he said, "For me, it was Merle Haggard." He said, "It's just." It was Merle Haggard. And he said, with all the meaningful songs that he wrote. Yeah. But for me, because I'm not, Merle Haggard is is too old for me. So to me, it's Eric Church. But because he's meaningful in my life, because yeah. he's been meaningful as I've been an adult. Yeah. But um, but Merle Haggard's written some pretty amazing songs. But um, and I'd Good like to give stuff. you like a Jimmy Rogers album, because you talk yeah. about old school country where yeah. those yeah. are great songs. But yeah. We, I gave him a Jason. I, I like the deep, deep sort of country stuff. I like some of the alt country stuff. Giving him a couple of those just to give him some really sad stuff. It wasn't. It wasn't sad. That was beyond depressing. Yes. Well, you know. <laughs> it was hard back then. Yeah. I gave Jason Isbell because your, your wife, your wife left your wife. Yeah, your wife left you, and your dog got run over by a train. I mean, it doesn't get much worse than that. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, that's absolutely true. All right, where can everybody find you uh, on on uh, online? On the socials. On the socials. So we have, everyone can find us at thegoodcigar.com where you can get all the content and you can get our, our stuff that we, we put out. We've got 
We just put out some new poker chips and patches nice. and new decals that are out there. You can also find us on Instagram at The Good Cigar. That's there. And on Facebook also, The Good Cigar. So where you just pull up The Good Cigar and you will find us. So like everybody knows how our show is, what you, what you get, you get a little bit of cigar. We call it 40% cigar, 60% bullshit. What's the rundown of what everybody can experience with your, with your podcast? We're going to do, you know, probably we do the cigars and, and we don't get super in depth of like, you're going to get nutmeg with the, with cherry blossom flower and the end of the cigar note of crap is it's, everyone's different. So they're not going to, may not get that. So we're, you're going to get a basic, like, Hey, this is this cigar good or not? And these are some of the basic profiles you're going to get. And we're going to combine it with the liquor that we're usually putting together. And so you can go, Hey, this is a, a great liquor to combine with, whether it be a tequila or a whiskey or just a mixed cocktail to go with and enjoy with. Cause that just goes together. Cigars and liquor go together. Uh, and the rest of it, you're going to get just us being the typical banter. My wife always says we should be mic'd up all the time because of the craft that we, <laughs> we, we talk about. I'm like, yeah, I know that would be great for the radio if we were recording it because that's what we do. And it's going to be our life, which is the tip everyone's life of going through, right. Yeah. Uh, and enjoying with their spouses and going through or their significant other. That's what we do. That's, so that's, that's going to be the makeup of what we do is, is just us being us here at the good cigar. Does that, does that make it challenging? I mean, having a podcast with your, with your wife, like if you have a, a shitty day, if you're arguing or something, do you, I mean, can you easily switch that off and be like, all right, we now have to go into, you know, professional <laughs> mode in recording. It's not hard for me. Cause I'm going to go, Hey, we got, we need to put out our content and go uh-huh. the wife. I ha- like now she's like, I've had six of your tiki drinks. I'm going, she's like, I'm out. I'm going to bed. It does. I'm like, okay, okay, baby. Like, that's that's the way it goes. But that's life. And yeah. so the hardest part is is just with her going. Hey, okay, I've got to, uh, you know, because I I light her cigar and I give her the alcohol. I'd like you just you just be you, dear, and we're gonna go. And that's what she gives me, which is, I can't ask for any more. Like she's yeah. like, I've had six of your six of your Al Tiki drinks. Uh, I'm done. I'm I'm in bed now. I'm going. I'm like. Okay. Hey, you know what? It's my fault. I gave you six tiki drinks, right? <laughs> uh, I, I set this up. So she puts it out where she is. You know, one of our episodes, she started, we were on a, uh, a hearth with some friends of ours. And we had, she's like, I'm going to open up some champagne. I don't drink champagne. She's like, okay. And I, we finished with the hearth, which was two hours long. She goes, I drank the whole, pa- the whole bottle of champagne. I went, good, baby. You know, we still have a podcast to do. Yeah, I'm good. Okay, so the end. By the end of the podcast, we're drinking whatever I was we we made at that time. She starts hiccuping and going off of that. I'm like, oh my god! She's like, I'm like, she's like, are you gonna keep that? I went, yeah, that's us. That's, that's what us. you're getting. You're getting. This is real life. This is what we're doing. There's no change in from day to day uh, to do that. It's real. It's pretty raw, as yeah. you can see, and uh, that's what we put out. But, that, but that's but what your listeners like. Yeah, that's what yeah. your listeners like. They like, like they like the like you said the rawness, the real. Because you know, it, it, you know, I can I can I can vouch for us over here at the at the straight cut. You know, we're not pretentious. You know, I work at a shop. I'm a you know a CRT. But at the end of the day, like I'm not going to get every single fucking flavor note that you should. At the, like kind of like no. you know, is a cigar good? Would I, would I buy the cigar full price? Yeah, of course. If I wouldn't, I wouldn't. And, and that you know, I'm going to tell you straight up, like. 
it's not for me. It might be for you. Try it out first and foremost, because don't, I mean, listen to what I got to say and you can take notes and take advice, but what I say isn't the end all be all of it. So that's yeah. why, yeah, that's oh, why yeah. I like about, about, about your show as well too, where, yeah. you know, you have the knowledge, but you don't take everything so too seriously. Yep. I love not, that. Not too seriously because everyone's palate's different and they're mm-hmm. going to get different things from it. And they may go, I don't even like what you drank. Right. Okay. But we liked it or we didn't like it or yeah. the cigar. I may have a different opinion and go through. Yeah. These are the notes I get out of it. And everyone go, Oh, you know, I'm getting saffron, you know, like I said, Chinese flower, whatever. I'm like, okay, great. I'm glad you got that out of it. Right. Uh, we do a show and my wife's like, well, that's not what I got out of it. Right. Okay, dear. Tell me what you've got. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's well, like, you know, all of our listeners know what they're going to get with our show, but there also has been quite a few that wanted us to be more cigar geeky, I guess. So that's why we started doing the reviews yeah. and just because they want to hear us actually be, you know, 100% on a cigar and not just, you know, yeah, this is what we're smoking. It's really good. And then talk about, you know, Delta blues for 20 minutes yeah. kind of a thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, the funny part is on the regular show, I get the feeling that they'll like the Delta blues conversation more than they like the cigar stuff. Yeah. But they, there are, there are a bunch of people who like the, the, yeah. Cigar yeah. No, I mean, it, I mean, our, our show has been around for almost 70 episodes. We've been around for a year and a half. The show has evolved. I mean, oh, way to go guys. I mean, yeah. everything evolves, but that's just, yeah. yeah. I mean I, that, but the main thing is staying true to your roots and not changing for yep. anything. Because first and foremost, it's, you know, you, the good cigar has to be the good cigar because that is what y'all make it. Yep. That's exactly. why I like it. Just like, just like your show. Yep. yep. Well, and I like the banter yeah. between you two. I think it's um, it's interesting, and I'm the first one to touch my eyes in the podcast, Aaron. So you, <laughs> you win tonight. Um, but say you look a little misty eyed. Are you, I am. you okay? With that? No, I'm not. I'm gonna try. Did, did Al bring you to tears he with did. that? He did. <laughs> he did. Well, one way we always end our show is Mark's favorite way. We ask you a question. <laughs> yes. We're going to ask you a million dollars by uh, question. You have to answer it. You get the million dollars one time only. It's either you take it yes or no. Sometimes it'll last forever. Sometimes it'll last a year. Don't know. The cards tell the secret. Okay. All right. I'm all in. Million dollars. But every time you see a red car, you have to chew the fingernails of somebody else's hand. (laughs) (laughs) So I see um, red cars all the time. So you're going to have to, so I get a million, million dollars if I do this, right? Yes. Yeah. That's one time saying. though. One time. Yeah. One oh, time. I'm all in. You and Melissa are driving. You see a red car. You then have to bite all her fingernails off. Like you're all you of know, them or clip, just one clipping her nails. Well, I mean one or five doesn't matter. You're doing it. You might as well just go full bore. Um, quit touching your eye. Uh, no. Uh, and I'm no on this because if uh, Paul is not in the car, I have to randomly choose someone else. You just have to randomly choose. And I'm pretty sure that that's against the law. It's like some sort of assault. That's how you get COVID. That is also probably <laughs> COVID. I hadn't thought about that. I, Al, you said you were in. You would do it? I'm all in. I'm like, who? I don't care if it's the bums on the street corner. I, a million bucks can I, pay for a lot of medical services for me to get it whatever <laughs> covid i get from them so i'm like yeah no i'm good i'll get you a lot of tequila 
Um, yeah, a lot of tequila cigars. Yeah, <laughs> I would do it if it was just hands. Now, if it was like toenails, oh uh, fuck that. That's disgusting. I hate oh yeah, you just threw that in there. I'm like toenails. Yeah. Eww. Eww. Nah. That would be kind of iffy on the if toenail it was thing. Ju- if it was just hands, I guess. Because I mean, yeah, I, just hands. I, I, yeah, I I'm my, all in. I bite my nails all the time. That's my habitual thing. Um. So yeah, I'm a hard no. Hard no. <laughs> <laughs> so so two yeses and a no i mean that's that's fine but that's yeah, a, it's a million one. bucks yeah i mean you're gonna i could buy a, i could buy a lot of therapy for a million bucks i would you i would need a lot of but therapy. you, you got to think though i mean <laughs> i mean you've been working from home a lot so you don't do you drive every day do you see a red car every day i see a red car every day you do because I park right in Seems front like of Seems like an one. extra bad deal for you. I know. Which it made me just think that, like, that's going to be every damn day. Every damn day. Ugh. And Mo's not around. Not that Mo would particularly make that better <laughs> in my mind, but. Um, the only thing that would make it better is that she has tiny little fingers. That's why I really like her. Um, and she has. T- oh, see? I didn't even think of that. I'm like, that's awesomeness. Oh, yeah. You throw that in there? I'm like, yeah. I'm all in. So we, we were joking the other night because she has a. a she had a bandaid on her finger and it like made her finger look like really fat in the dark because you just could see the shadow. And I'm just started dying laughing in bed, looking at it. So then we just came on this whole tangent of, would you rather have a toe as your finger or would you rather have like your middle finger be twice as long? Yeah. Middle finger twice as long. I mean, but that's you just think. for the lady. That's just, that's just for the lady. <laughs> you can never wear gloves again. I mean, no. I mean, if you wanted to flip somebody off, you have to like unroll your finger. Like, can you imagine? Oh my god! A- but can you imagine flipping somebody off with that finger? You're like, no, that's a big, uh, that's a giant F you. They're like, oh yeah, yeah. you know what? I get it. Yeah, I yeah. think I would. Do, I, see, I, wear, I wear gloves every day, though. Yeah, uh, I just touch my eye too. By the way, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but I just can't imagine having a toe as a, as a finger. That'd be disgusting. Like a big toe as your pinky. That'd be oh horrible. yeah, no. Yeah, but nice choices, really. I'm fascinated <laughs> with what you guys think about in bed. Um, wow. Just, oh. to, set, to think, I sit in bed and think about the next day's work, and you're thinking about <laughs> what would I have, a big toe as a finger or a, or a twice long middle finger. Because yeah. I even, I even I asked feel her. better about uh, thinking about work now. Suddenly, well, because I asked her, I was like, I was like, all right, what would, did she say? Go to fucking sleep. Uh, I think she said, yeah, go to sleep. Um, I I think she said the thumb or the finger, like the toe, toe. of the finger. But, but because then I kind of flipped it on her. I was like, would you rather have my hands on your body or my feet on your body? So you're either getting really big hands or skis. On a five foot small. <laughs> <laughs> oh my said, god! Go sleep after that. Yeah, she she, <laughs> she, she said uh, she said uh, feet on that one. It'd be easier to hide. She doesn't want man hands, <laughs> like like the, uh, the, the Jerry Springer show, or not Jerry Springer, but uh, Seinfeld show. You really touched your eyes, didn't I you? I did, man. It, and well, the uh, man, these cigars are strong. These so. cigars are strong. Uh, uh, when does your episode drop? So let everybody know where they can follow, morning, uh, right? find you. We do it every Sunday night. Our our episodes drop out on Sunday night, and uh, once a week, that's when we do our show. Cool, cool. 
Um, how, how long do they normally run? Like ours are about, you know, now they're two hours. <laughs> what can everybody expect uh, time-wise on, your, on y'all's? Anywhere from an hour to an hour and a half usually is what we do, depending on how long the interview is and how much banter we have back and forth. Right? Do you have cigar industry people on yours as, uh, as well? Oh, so. yes. Yeah, we have a lot of good people. This last week, we just had uh, Nick Padormo from Dormo Cigars That's on our show. Yeah. And so we have... Uh, whether it be OM Cigars, we had him on there, or it be uh, uh, Amendola Cigars, we had him on there as well, uh, or the Macanudo, we had them yeah, on there. there. So it's- cool. Yeah, so everybody check out the good cigar. Um, you know, if if you're like us, then like the boutique cigars, you know, that's definitely a, an avenue to, 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 to hear the voice of the little guy out there in our, yep. in our industry. Yep. One of my favorite podcasts. Um, Al is one of my favorite. People in the in in the podcasting cigar world, um, as you, I think you got a good uh, uh, got a good feel for in this show. If you're not already listening to a really good guy, <laughs> great sense of humor, um, and uh, his show is excellent. Him and uh, Melissa are uh, you guys are great together. We I really enjoy the the show. So uh, look forward to the next one dropping tonight. And, uh, and so always, always enjoy the show. So yep. keep up the good work, my friend. Thank you so much guys for having us on the show. I, I love listening to you guys back and forth. I always learn so much and the banter that you have back and forth is each one of us brings something to the table mm-hmm. and every, there's enough time in the week for everybody to listen to everyone's show. Yeah. It's just, uh, spreading the good word. And you were one of the guys that do it that I enjoy doing because whatever cigar I'm doing it may not be the same cigar you guys are doing. And it's something else that I always learn about bringing out and, and the way I bring out music, so much music in there. I'm like, oh, because I'm such a music core when it comes to like, I love all kinds of music and going through. It's a great listen to. Uh, so thank you so much for having us on the show. I said, I, I'm saying that for Melissa, too, because she's like. I've checked out. I've had six <laughs> six of Al's drinks and uh, some cigars. Are like I'm done. And then she's like, "Okay, but that's the way it goes." All right, well, that's the next true. the next time I come to Dallas, I'll make sure to, uh, to hook up with you so I can get some of the uh, the tiki drinks. Sounds like yes, fun. brother man. We'll take care of gifts of that Texas hospitality. Hey, awesome. Hey, I'm I'm all about that. All right, again, thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, check out the Good Cigar. Uh, it's on all platforms. Yeah, uh, Spotify. Yeah, we're Apple. on okay. Spotify, Apple, Google. Breaker, Stitcher, we're like on nine. You just pull up the good cigar, you're going to find it. Awesome. Cool. Yeah, check it out. Uh, it, it'll be hard to miss. They got a cool logo. It's a skull with a fez hat. Awesome logo. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> so, so that is, it's a little nod to Doctor Who because I'm a huge Doctor Who fan. So I don't know if you've seen it. Did you know I have two Doctor Who tattoos? No, I have not seen them yet. That's awesomeness. Yeah, I'll, uh, whenever we whenever we cut off, I'll, I'll, I'll show you. I have a... Uh, I have a, uh, I have the TARDIS. I have a Dalek, um, and then my li- <laughs> and then my That's license so plate. Badass. My license plate is actually my true license plate from Arkansas. Uh, says Dalek on it. So. Oh, that's awesomeness. Yeah, yeah. I'll show you I'll show you when we when we cut off. So all right, make all right, sure you check good. and make sure you check out Al and Melissa from the Good Cigar. Um we have a a fully jam-packed August uh for you this month. Yep. Our our uh giveaway yep. is is going to round off the collective smoke for everybody. Uh, we got some cool stuff lined up to give away. Yep. And also the the big September stuff. Uh, we'll be teasing more and more. Uh, later on throughout the month and everything so we got a we got a full month ahead of us so we will see everybody uh we see everybody next week again al thank you for being on we really appreciate it it was a fun time 
Thank you. Thank you. Have a good one, guys. All right, we'll see everybody next week. Good. Later.